Hey everybody, what's up? I am Mark. I am Alex. And this is The, the Shot Pod. Pod. <laughs> that. All right. That means the shot pot has started. Yep. So, um, people might think there's a different person on this episode <laughs> than the other ones, but it is Mark. I assure you, that is Mark on the other side. His voice is a little different. My voice is a little different. So, we haven't uh, recorded an episode in a few weeks because... Alex ended up getting sick the one day, and then I ended up real legit COVID. Like, and this is the shitty part is it's not like we had the sniffles. Like, we got fucking nasty COVID. That nasty COVID that's going around everybody's got. Yeah, so I ended up getting COVID, and it's been a battle. Uh, The first four days were just uh, a a very high fever, and then after the fever, it was just a nasty cough, which I'm still kind of battling, and I'll have to probably edit out some. But uh, (laughs) but yeah, the 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 cough has affected my throat to the point where my voice is a little more or coarse. Every time you cough or you're about to, I'll just be sitting here waiting to, to bust <laughs> yeah. out the... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just put that in there. <laughs> just so we can cover it up. Or, or, the, or, or every time... <laughs> I was going to say every time you cough, do the audience laugh. Yeah, get, get the people to laugh. It's not yeah. actually a track. There's 17 people in the room with us right now. Yeah, ah. right. <laughs> <laughs> laugh, motherfuckers. Do it again. <laughs> Anyways, um... So yeah, we had a few weeks. It sucked because I missed it and I had people bother me. But the good news is, is that you are so smart with the way you run this fucking thing. Keep by, the shot pot is Mark's baby. If anybody's wondering, it's his fucking, oh, yeah. it's his baby, baby. Just like that, his uh, gaming channel and, uh, and all that shit. It's, that's, uh, it's all, it's, it's all him. He's the mastermind. I mean, it's not like there's a group of people doing this. It's fucking Mark sets up the topics. It's his equipment. It's all Mark, Mark, Mark. So, um. He was super, one thing that he did that I was, uh, I haven't even said, said this to him, is he just spread out the way we've released the episodes and the videos so it didn't seem like we were on a break. Because yeah. stuff, we still had content, even though we were fucking sick and miserable and missing this. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, here we are, we're back now. Here, This has been cool. So the other thing we were talking about is that when we did the 90s episode and the 80s episode, we did a 2000s episode. And we're going to start calling that the Millennium Series. So whenever we do episodes based on a decade, we're just going to say, hey, so we're going to do a Millennium episode next you know, next week and talk about which decade. Uh, we're trying to get somebody on board to talk about the 70s when we do it again. So yeah. we'll probably wait a few, do, you know, do some episodes with some guests, maybe get some hot ones going, shit like that. And then, uh, well, yeah, then we'll get back to that. Because we had so much, especially with the 90s, we didn't get to talk about politics or we didn't get to talk about certain things we've talked a lot about movies not a lot about tv you know there's definitely i'd like to get into comics we never talked about any comic books comics in the 80s and 90s were before the internet you know they had fads and they were big things i was watching we were talking about spawn was it you was talking about spawn uh you weren't talking to me about spawn but yeah spawn was big in the the yeah and i'd love to get into that in a 90s episode talk about the movie and the influence the comic had because it was actually a bunch of marvel guys that were like uh, fuck you, Stan, and uh, formed their own company, and that's what Image was. You know, it was like, it was like the the bad a-, a bunch of artists and writers from other publishers. DW, uh, IDW, I think, was in the list. Uh, DC. They're just like anybody who wasn't happy with their job, mostly Marvel guys, left and started it. So that's an interesting thing to talk about. So we could get into that. But yeah, so yeah. we're gonna call those the Millennium Series. Um, and we've been talking lots about guests. So I'm hoping in the next few months we'll be we'll be getting guests on uh, with, for an array of different topics, uh, mental health stuff. 
Um, I don't know what else. Um, well, music, we're, people, uh, food, culinary. Food? We're yeah, gonna have culinary. A food yeah, yeah. Episode. Food. Yeah, I uh, can't wait. We're we're dead. basically what I'm trying to say is, is that the shot pod ball is fucking rolling. You know, yep. we got our creative juices flowing. We got cool ideas for episodes. I've got people messaging me saying, "Are you doing it today? When's the new one?" I, I listened to episode whatever. Is this one out? And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Like it's cool. It makes us feel feel fantastic. Yeah. Uh, me, makes me feel good. But I don't get to do anything but come and record. It, what it should really do is make Mark feel good because it's like this is Mark's baby. It's his equipment. It's his camera. It's his uploading. It's his time. It's his thing. And it's 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 becoming. Modern, slightly successful, and, yeah. and that's awesome. To you know, it's nice. It's a nice feeling when your um, when your art is appreciated. I fix a car, and it starts after I swap the motor, and the customer's happy with me, and it's such a good feeling. Yeah. But it is. But it's you know, I went to school, and someone taught me how to turn the wrench, and then I went and turned the wrench, and now that ha- person's happy. I turned the wrench. It's a very simple process. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a really binary. It's very it's very binary. Yeah. Whereas, well, this is art. This is this is creative. You know, this is this is um, heart and soul. It's like when someone says your band saved my life or I love this song. This song makes me, uh, when I'm sad, I listen to your song and, or, you know, I know you wrote a song for your, for Tamara, your girl, you know, and, and that was, you know, that like for her to say, oh, I love that song that you wrote for me means so much more than, uh, you did a good job scrubbing that floor last night at work, Mark. You polished yeah, the oh fuck. Yeah, it's Obviously, so yeah. It's so that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at is that uh, we appreciate that you appreciate the. What we're have doing. you had somebody come out to you to, to say that you had a song impact them in such a way? I have had the most flattering shit said to me about music stuff. I I don't really take praise well. I'm not good at receiving compliments. <laughs> I am not. I'm just not. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I that that's what I do. I'm just like, oh, stop. I'm not that good. And and I, even with something I know. Like, I know I'm good at fixing cars and I know I'm good at music. I, those are the only two things I'm good at. And fucking, I'm pretty good at fucking, I'll be honest. You know, I have no complaints so far. I don't want to experience that side of you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll send I'm you a video. Set. I'll send you a video. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, you know, there's- Post it to Pornhub, make some bank. But that's it. There's nothing else. I'm bad at driving. I was a bad husband. I'm a pretty bad boyfriend whenever I got a girl around. I'm a, I'm, I can be a bad friend. I'm neglectful. I don't answer. I'm mean. You know, I'm a bad everything. I'm, I'm pretty bad at cooking. Horrible cook. I can't fucking heat up a hot dog bro um i'm i'm bad at lots but fixing you know i'm good at those those few things so the compliments i've gotten about music i've had uh, people come up to me just because of my technical ability and and grill me and say wow you've inspired me to go home and fucking re- like practice that's yeah. a really nice compliment but to, ha- to have somebody come up and say what was the name of the third song you did and well, it was called this bro that the lyrics in that song and that the way it said that was a really that really hit me bro you know is that online yeah 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 check it out and then that person maybe messaged you and say yeah dude this song is killer like i'm so glad i came to see you guys what a feeling i've i've, I've had that happen a few times with adam and evil yeah specifically i do covers mostly now so i don't get that can i listen to this at home because it's like i'm covering what i got by sublime you can listen to whatever you want <laughs> but uh you know but my version like people take video and post it you know that that is is there a better feeling Nah. Maybe be you know what? Maybe being on stage and and the vibe is just good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I I, I would argue, I would argue that when it comes to music, excuse me. Oh, I just burped into the mic. I'm Rick Sanchez. Listen, money. Oh, we're gonna record this episode and just burp into the okay, mic. Okay, gotta we leave go. some time so I can snip those out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that uh, that it was completely inadvertent. The first one I sort yeah. of got. <laughs> but um, what was I going on about before all of this? Being, on, being stage. on stage. Yeah, I think that's the best. I don't think it gets better than that. Just like, I remember being on stage with Adam and Evil and we were playing the Opera House and we were opening up for a bigger band and we were playing, we, we always used to cover Metallica's one because we were a prog band with one guitar player, me, 
and then a keyboard player. So I gave the piano player all the pretty guitar parts, and then I did the leads, and it was a very cool dynamic. It's still, and we had a, a very Evanescence style singer, like Amy Lee style. So to have a, a, a I can't remember anything kind of fucking high vocal with that, you know, piano. It just it was unique. It made this gave the song a nice spin. And I remember we played that song at that Opera House gig. It was our closer, and we got to the da 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, I swear to God, Mark, I have a really good noise suppressor for my fucking rig. And those quarter notes, da -da 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 -da, you could hear a pin drop in the building. Everybody <laughs> was watching us. We were vibing. Everyone in the band was tight. You know, the drummer can never close the hi-hat properly during that part. Every drummer in the world that plays one is so focused on moving their dumb feet, you know, doing that stupid thing where they pound it they have to do the seven hits, but -da -da -da. they're not paying attention to the hats and yeah. they never close them on time. And you don't get that silence in that part. But we, we, Andrew Carriganis, shout out, one of my best drummers I've ever played with in my life, fucking just killed it. And yeah, though that silent, I'll never find it's a weird thing to remember. But I remember that silence during the, da -da 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 -da. yeah, it was amazing. It was, I, I was, I would go back to that moment. Gun to my head, I was watching Tenet the other day, and the Russian guy has to decide when, because he can controls time and wants to decide when he wants to die so he goes back to this moment with his girlfriend and decides that's when he's going to die yeah. that would be my moment if like someone said to me you have to die Where, what part of your life would you want to go back to for the last like minute I go back on that stage for that yeah, yeah. so for me um, I used to be one of those musicians that would stand outside of Tim Hortons and just kind of jam and and we good would, for you, bro. Balls. We, we balls. would get the the feedback from the people going through the drive through, just kind of be like, "Oh yeah, play this, play that, play nice. that." And it was it was a lot of fun. Acoustic guitar and you. Yeah, we should do that together, bro. We should do it. Fuck one of these podcast. One of these days, we just fucking throw on, grab our acoustics, and stand outside the LC and see how much change we get. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck not? We'll wear our shot pot shirts. It'll be like promo. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so and then. Somebody actually pulled up and they, and they lit a joint and they started listening to me. And, oh, uh, amazing. There was uh, one song that I wrote that actually, uh, it was about suicide. And the first verse was actually uh, my buddy James's suicide story. Okay, yeah, you told me this. And yeah, yeah you, we talked about this in the car one time. It was an intense fucking yeah. and, conversation. And, and at the end of uh, the actual recording of the song, I talk about how uh, you don't have to, to give up on life even though it gets tough. It, it does keep going. And there was... There was uh, the, the person that uh, was in the passenger seat of the car that was uh, smoking the joint actually kind of stepped out and, and asked if they could, if I had the music online, if they could go yeah. anywhere. He, and grill, I was like, he, yeah. he grilled you. That's, that, yeah. that's the feeling I'm talking about. The, the, hey, I like what I just heard. Where do I hear it again? Yeah. Oh, what a, that's a great feeling. So I sent him to the website and then later on he reached out to me on Facebook and uh, he was in a really bad fight with his girlfriend and he said, uh, I wanted to end it. So I listened to your song. And that message at the end just saved my life. That's and so I was cool, like, dude. Wow. And it's it like, you don't expect that when, when writing a song. Like for You're me, doing it, was, it for yourself. Yeah, for me, I was, I was venting. I was Therapy. pouring my heart, my heart out. And at the end of it, that was what I got back. And I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. That song I actually shot a music video for that's on YouTube. And when I was shooting the music video for it, I asked Kids Helpful. And I was like, hey, can I use your logo for free? And they were like... Uh, send us the video and we'll tell you if you can. Okay. And, and, and I sent them the video and they were like, here's our logo. Here you, you go. Can, here. Wow. Cause I know Blink did that with Adam's song and I saw Good Charlotte did it. So you did it too. That's yeah. so cool. Mark, that's a cool fucking story, bro. Can I see the video? What's the name of the song? Uh, you are to blame. You are to blame. 
by uh, Army, Army shot. shot. Army Shot has a zero in shot, just like the Shot Pod. We got brand consistency, kids. Army Shot. Check it out. D- do a Google on that motherfucker, or a YouTube check on that. And yeah, check this song out because that sounds so fucking cool. Yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, at some point, maybe when we're doing Breaker after this, throw it up on the YouTube. I'll yep. check it out. Um, speaking of all that shit, I was, I was joking, laughing the other day with somebody um, uh, talking about musicians and how, like, you, it, it's kind of being a musician has turned into what most things have turned into. You can't just play an instrument anymore. Like you need to be a sound guy. You need to be a, a pretty half decent recording engineer. You have to be uh, uh, apparently a gangster because the <laughs> uh, no because these people won't pay you. The bars will tell you they're going to pay you. You'll play and they will say sorry. There's not enough people here and you're looking at a packed house and you're like, what the fuck do you mean? Like you got to be a gangster. You got to know how to roll. You know, otherwise you're never going to make a dime or you're going to get walked on. And at the same time, you also have to be a really good public speaker. You have to be able to like. I have people in this town. I fucking. I, I hate, but I, I'm nice to them and I do favors for them, even automotive favors, because it's in my best interest for those people to me to be on their good side because they're important in this city. I don't necessarily like these people. I don't necessarily <laughs> like what they stand for, what they do and the things that happen at their establishments. But you got to you got to mend that bridge. You got to keep that bridge uh, walkable because it's not worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of idea. So uh, that sucks. So anyways, you got, you have to be so much more. And that's why we talk about Tom McDonald building, you know, he was a carpenter forever and we, and now he's got videos of him. Uh, you know, he builds every set for his, for his videos in yeah. his house, him and his girlfriend, you know, he's, and there's videos of him with the lathes, you know, and his drills and his saws going to town, talking about the concept for the video and all that stuff. That's amazing to me. I think it's pretty cool, but it's also kind of sad that I'm you know, like, the Guns N' Roses would never fucking have made it if if they didn't come out when they did because like you can't just be a bunch of guys that drink and smoke and party and fuck and and, and throw out tunes about about those things and make it anymore I think Buck Cherry might be the last band that got away with that with writing songs about partying and fucking and then blowing up I don't think it's gonna happen anymore yeah you gotta really be good at what you do and be relatively sober and I mean how you sit around and edit your music videos you know what I mean unless you're got your shit together yeah so yeah, well, that and so many people are doing it now that if you aren't doing it, you're, you're not up to par. Because it's affordable, right? Yeah. Getting a little, you know, the setup you what what you have, although it's worth thousands at the end of the day. You know, you can spend two hundred bucks and get a sound card. Another yeah. two hundred bucks, you get these lights we've got. Um, maybe you save up and get that thousand dollar microphone. These microphones are what do they run? These were 150. 150 piece. So uh, an SM58 Sure mic, which is like the the run of the mill stage mic, is a hundo. So this is like a 50 percent markup. So you're you know you're gonna you're, it's a lot of fucking it's a lot of equipment and stuff, a lot of money and equipment, and that's why with in this post COVID world, I, I'm calling it that now. I'm call, <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm done with it. And I think we should all start calling it that. Get on board with me, everybody. Hashtag post COVID world. It's over. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, yeah. Shanghai. Fuck off. Don't 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 start. Okay. I see what I see what you're doing and we're not interested okay fuck i hope they i hope they have the nukes ready to go so they, yeah, yeah. no because i swear to god if somebody gets on a plane from shanghai comes over here and starts spreading whatever the hell's going on over there right now we need to just <laughs> and we just need to finish this job because we can't do this another two years but anyways in the post-covid world i have all this equipment now and it's just like we weren't allowed to do anything with it for like two years right for two years you get all these drums and equipment sitting around collecting dust and now it's like everyone wants to go out and start using it again so yeah. You've seen a lot of music equipment show up online for cheap for a while there, and now there's nothing. It's barren. <laughs> Go on, Kijiji, you can't find a guitar string. You know, or a fucking pick for sale or nothing. It's just everybody, everyone bought it. No one wants to sell anything because now it's now it's game time. Now it's like, all right, we're, we're allowed to, to do this again. Music yeah. is legal. 
<laughs> the I finished reading 1984, so I can go outside now. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, while you were sick, and the, these past like we, like three weeks, have you been keeping up with going, what's going on over in Ukraine, Russia, and all that kind of shit? Because um, it's like died down so much. They're not. They're not. No. Well, yes and no. So, well, I mean, died down in the way that I'm not. It's not bombarding. In my media, like I'm not getting it on TV and I don't see it on my phone all the time anymore. It's no, the, the bigger thing news wise is everybody's going woke and going broke. <laughs> so, uh, I guess, uh, the Obamas on Spotify aren't making enough appearances to, to support their podcast that, uh, Spotify gave them the boot. Wow. So that's the, awesome. So, so that I should try that. Find- just, you can just make the episodes yourself. We'll see how many times, how many times I can get away <laughs> with that before you're just like, Alex, you're not on the show anymore. <laughs> yeah. You can't call in sick three weeks in a row. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, Joe Rogan's still getting criticized, but he's still bringing in the numbers. He's still bringing in the money. And uh, so the the Obamas, I mean, their crap will probably end up on Spotify, but they just don't have that $25 million deal with Spotify anymore. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and then uh, you also had uh, Disney. They lost their... Oh, yeah. Bunch they lost of bu- their, their, their government, their self-governing status within the, the Florida government. Really? Yeah. So I guess why? They, why? They, they were allowed certain tax breaks uh, with the deals that they had with. Uh, they the, don't deserve the that. They don't need but that. But now that uh, <laughs> so with that, don't say gay bill, which is not what it is at all. Yeah. If, if you actually read the bill, okay. But that's just how it's been blown up to be. Like um, everything these days, it's got to be taken out of context and yeah. made into something it's not. Yeah. So Disney started taking a harsher stance against. Uh, the people who are uh, support the don't say gay bill, yeah. whatever. And with that, Governor Ron DeSantis was like, "All right, well, we're we're gonna vote away your uh, your self governing status." Nice. And so they they did. See, they, I feel they like actually, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I think Disney oh, needs yeah. to be controlled. For sure. I mean, For sure. how, you 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 know, in the Epstein case, a whole bunch of their vice like higher ups, not people we know, just Joe Blows, but bazillionaire Joe Blows that run the company. Like four or five of them are all are are up on uh, part of the Epstein trial. I don't think anybody's been oh, convicted because yeah. nobody will. Yeah. None of these millionaires are going to go to jail. But we all know they they did what they did, and and yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how many of them are on that that list. Oh, for sure. They for need sure. somebody monitoring them because they're out of control. There's yeah. a lot of money going. So there. now they've lost their self governing status. Good. I've been to that Disney World. I went there for my honeymoon. It was fucking awesome, by the way. Like, I, as much as I love to talk shit about Disney, like, they, they, I love their content because we talk about Star Wars and shit all in Marvel all the time. Um, and I will, I'm a, I'll, I'll tell anybody go to go to Dis, go to Florida, go to Disney World. It's one of the greatest experiences you'll ever have in your life. Yeah. You'll never see anything like it. Universal Studios is cool, and I went there too. I've also been to a bunch of. Par- I've been. To, I'm a theme park guy, so I've been to a bunch of them. I'm telling you, Disney World is it's next level. There's nothing like it's a city, like you said. If, if you don't know, because a lot of people up here in Canada, I don't. Know, I feel like when I talk to people, there's like a 20 percent chance when you talk to a Canadian that they've been to Disney World because it's so far away. Yeah, it's a low number. I imagine if you went to fucking you know Myrtle Beach, everybody's been there because it's not so far to drive yeah. or fly. You know what I mean? So if you haven't been, like, try to go before you die. Like, fly, drive down the 90 for two days, whatever you got to do. Go to Florida. You well, don't have I, th- to- I think you'd enjoy more now that they have their Star Wars world. It wasn't there when I went. I was so, and yeah. I am pissed about that, but I've seen a lot of what Star Wars world is and it's very sequels. It's very much based on the sequels. It's, you know, this, all the stories and all the rides are based on Kylo Ren. And I think I'd go and go, fuck, this isn't really that great. <laughs> I, I, I do. And I've seen, the, I've seen the map. I'm a, you know me, I'm obsessed. You, so I've seen you, the map. I've seen video of all the rides. I've seen video of everything. Have I've you based- seen uh, the, the videos of uh, the stormtroopers? 
talking doing smack. the funny shit yeah oh man yeah. yeah but they used to have the army guys do that in the toy story section so yeah. that's not a new thing because yeah. i'm not surprised there's one where the kid's swinging a thing and he goes I, you're no jedi <laughs> yeah i love I, I love uh where the, there was actually somebody uh a man who was swinging around the uh the lightsaber and uh and then you see the stormtrooper swing around his gun. He's like, if there's one Jedi left, it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> Props, man. That must be so funny, too, for, like, the workers, the guys that work there, you know? Because yeah. I've got a friend of mine um, who worked. It's uh, uh, my buddy's girlfriend there. Um, and she worked at uh, Wonderland during the Halloween haunt and, and stuff. And she just, like, would love dressing up and scaring the kids and shit. Like, just, like, they're her favorite thing to do. Like, people that are into that cosplay stuff. Like they're they they're really good at it. So like that, if you live down there, how cool would that be to go apply and work? Yeah, at Wonderland for. But you're not a couple allowed to seasons. break your character either. So like, I'll be I'd be fine with that. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be a cool. Did way you ever see the video that uh, there was a, a woman who kept like touching on Gaston, <laughs> and Gaston was like, "No, no, don't don't do that." And then she continued to do it, and like uh, while her friend was taking pictures and shit, and yeah. then he's like, "Leave." Really? Leave. Wow. And uh, and then had security escort her out. That's awesome. You'd think yeah. it would be a dude doing that to the Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a girl. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Okay, I gotta, I'm actually warm now, so I'm going to pop off my headphones and reveal the shot pod sweater to the world. <laughs> or the shirt. Once again, thank you, Tamara. Thanks, Tamara, for getting our shirts for us. <sighs> okay, <laughs> okay, I'm done my shameless self-promotion. Now. All right. <clears throat> we gotta get shop pod merch going for sure. I think it's soon. Get yeah. some hats for the summer. Some fucking. I got. The, we got the shirts, but it was a, a uh, early Christmas present. I was watching the video of us opening that. It's on my, it's, uh, my broken phone. I, yeah. The one that I. You're like, just plug it in your computer. You can get shit off it if the screen's dead. Genius. <laughs> so yeah. I pulled the fucking video of uh, getting the getting the shirts from Tamara at Christmas time. We were like so. We're we're so stoked about it. It's so awesome. Oh, yeah. It's cool that our enthusiasm with the show though is is being reciprocated a little bit which is you know what i mean because for the first 10 15 episodes it was just you and i there being basically having therapy once a week <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean and then it's just turned to this i gotta tell some people that, that listen though um if you go back to some of the older episodes like uh, the relationships is number four and uh paranormal oh one of my buddies was asking me have you ever done a paranormal activity episode i said fuck yeah we talked about it for a whole episode so we should hit another one of those yeah for sure. um uh, check. I think that was episode six or seven was the paranormal stuff. If you want to go back and check that out. I'm just trying to, because I've had people ask me, have you talked about, have you talked about it? And I'm like, yes, it's in the catalog. And uh, I'm just, so I'm just kind of trying to throw it out there. So if anybody else is thinking the same thing, like, hey, I wonder if they've ever talked about girls or if one of them talked about uh, paranormal or what if they ever talked about 9-11 or what if they ever talked about um, conspiracy theories? <laughs> we have so, a whole, whole episodes based so on these something, things. something uh, you actually need to, to do is if you're on uh, the the podcast platform, click on the episodes to get the full titles. Because in the full, the, the titles are always long, and, the, yes. and they're long because they have all uh, the topics that we cover. The, the titles of the different topics that we yeah, mentioned. Yeah, we'll say something like Star Wars 2010, Ukraine, and Jesus in this episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that is too and many then if words. Somebody's like, did they ever talk about Jesus? Yeah. You, you wouldn't know <laughs> because it's at the end of that rant, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Now, now you know. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of that, and I love that we got where we have this like back catalog now. I was talking, and so now we've kind of got three types of episodes. We got the Millennium episodes. We have the ones related to food, which have been like, well, I guess we could call them the Hot Ones tributes episodes or something. And then we have the guests episode because we are going to have more guests. We've had one, and we're going to keep. We're going to have him on again. I think. Yeah. Excuse me. Have Tom on again, and then definitely have um, 
some other people on that we've been talking about. So it's going to be pretty cool. Today we're going to get to the 2010s because uh, that was kind of the topic we were going to we we're going to move towards. But I want to talk about a couple things first before we get to it. One of them was uh, if you're cool to get onto this now is Batman because we oh, yeah. both finally yeah. seen it. We both also seen Sonic, so we're probably going to talk about those two movies because right now they're big. Um, I'm going to Tuesday night to see Sonic for the second time. Uh, you saw it with your little guy. Yep. And I'm, I loved it. It's, the, I would argue the best animated, I mean, I know it's real life, but I would argue that as far as like, you know, that whole what, kids movie animated world, it's the best one I've ever seen. Something I particularly loved about it was that there was more Sonic than there was like live action people. So like focused on the characters. I would almost argue that by the third movie, they can lose the people because they've built the world around the characters well enough. Now they needed it in the first one. It was necessary. Mars, James Marsden and Ben, uh, Ben Schwartz, who plays Sonic's, does Sonic's voice and was on set to talk to the guys and kind of get that dynamic. Um, in the first one, at least, was, um, you know, it was necessary. You needed the people to bring the story around. And it was, you know, whenever you have characters interacting with a CGI guy, you know, it's nice to have a human element. You know, I really liked... Tika Sumpter is the black lady that plays the the girlfriend of James Marsden. I love her. She's so beautiful. She's so funny in this in these movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's in, I think it's think think that's who it is. I could maybe I'm getting that. I hope I'm not getting that name wrong. I'll look it up and double check in a sec. But um, she's awesome in it, and I, I, I that that was necessary in the first one because there was that you know it's weird to watch a little blue hedgehog hug James Marsden. You don't get the but you do get the gushy feeling when you see him and his girlfriend when he says I'll come back for you babe you know so they had to have the human element then the second one they've they've got Sonic is so human now he, we love him right we fell in love with him in the first one now they got tails so he's got a buddy so you see the CGI characters are buds and the human you know what I mean you don't need the people as much they've built the world around the CGI characters I think by the next one which there will be a third one and we are gonna dude if you haven't seen Sonic 2 or you haven't seen the Batman I don't know move ahead in this episode because we are going to talk about the endings and I'm going to talk about spoilers for Sonic for sure. So if you don't want anything spoiled for your morning, you're right now to move ahead like 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so yeah, let's, um, we're, we're on Sonic now. We'll get to Batman in a minute. Favorite part. Was there a part of the movie that you liked the best? Cause I have like three or four scenes that just made it a magical fucking thing for me. I love when they were going at uh, the bot. When, when they were... The uh, big bot. Yeah. So if you've played Sonic 2, the old the game, at the end you go up to the death egg and he's in a big giant mechanical version of himself. And we are lucky enough that they decided to use that bad, that exact thing in the um, in, in this movie. So did you, what, did, you, did you know when he started manipulating all, oh, the me, you, all the metal that that's what they were doing? Because I knew as soon as he yeah. started moving the metal, I was like, he's building the, the egg bot! He's building! It's coming! Yeah. <laughs> and something that I actually loved for it being such a, a kid's film, when, uh, when uh, Eggman there, Dr. Robotnik... He's Robotnik and, in the film, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Eggman's like his joke nickname that Sonic gave him. All right, Eggman. It's like a... Yeah. It's like a, 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 a He's toying with him. I like that because yeah. I'm surprised Sega. But what I what I loved was for being a kids' film, and then Jim Carrey he, he comes in and he's all like, you know, I need some music, and he puts on his soundtrack, and you hear "Walk" by Pantera. Bum, 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 and a Sonic movie too. Yeah. It's got a hip hop soundtrack going to it. Oh, that was so well done, and a lot. You know how many people were like, "Bro, that that was just oh, giving fans what they want." Okay, so Pantera was a huge moment for you. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, what else? What else? Anything else? Um, 
Mine, one of the, uh, one, I'll jump, jump to me and we'll jump back to you. One of my favorites was when he was about to die in the water and he sucked in the bubble. It was genius. <laughs> Everyone in the, not a lot of people caught it. I, 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 he did it and I went, ah, like in the game. Yeah. And like five people in the theater went, ah, and started laughing. But only after I said that, if yeah. I hadn't said it loud enough, the people in the theater could probably hear. I don't think anybody would have fucking giggled because there was a full second or two where I was like this with my hand over my mouth and I went, like in the game. <laughs> and they all laughed. It was so funny. So um, that was huge for me. That whole scene with Knuckle. Oh, I'm going to, I might cry a little bit here. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm kidding. Sonic's really important for me. Like he, I, I remember being a little kid and my family was falling apart and I was sitting there playing Sonic because that's what I, I would focus on to, to not focus on shit, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it hits me in a, in a way. It's my franchise. It's mine. It's, it's on my phone. My company's called Super Sonic Auto. Like it's me. I am that fucking little blue motherfucker. I, I am him. You know, he's, he's had more influence on me than my own father has had on me as a person. And that is a fucking true fact. I'm not even making that up. You know, his attitude and his do the right thing no matter the cost and be cocky and, and cool about it is, is, is been my fucking life mantra since 1991. So anyways, watching this movie for me, there was a scene where he was fighting Knuckles in what looks like the Hidden Palace Zone, but it's like a Labyrinth Zone Hidden Palace mashup. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a beautiful scene and the Master Emeralds in the background. They showed it in the preview for a half second to give you that, but to see it live. And, and remember, in the game, you fought Knuckles, you know, in the, in the Hidden Palace with the Master Emerald in the background and all the same shit. And to see it live action, the fight. And, and, and Knuckles fucks him up. Like, in the beginning of the movie, they overpowered Knuckles more than the games. In the games, he's not that powerful. You beat him pretty easy. But in, in the... In the <laughs> what? No, I just... The, the whole, like, in the game, you beat him pretty easy. And uh, so you, you beat him pretty easy. He takes, like, three hits and... And, 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 and he does, the only way he can, hit, he can hurt you is if he buzzes up or if he flies and you and you hit him head on, if you hit him in the back when he flies, he still fucking dies. So he's a bit of a bitch in the game. Not in the fucking show, in the movie. In the movie, he beats him up at the house real good when he meets him. Then he beats him real good in that, in that, uh, in, uh, it's kind of like the labyrinth zone looking thing. Yeah. So that was a really cool moment for me too. I got a little teary eyed. I was like, this is cool to see. You know, this is really fucking cool. I love, so I knew going in that, Robotnik was going to fool Knuckles and that Knuckles would figure out that he was the bad guy because that's the story in Sonic 3. Yeah. Which is confusing because this is the Sonic 2 movie. So don't get too confused out there. <laughs> um, but I was concerned how they would do it. And I think they did it perfect. It was really well done the way Knuckles started to notice, you know, that Dr. Robotnik wasn't there oh, in I certain moments. The, uh, the handshake. Oh, every Squeezing. time. Okay, so that's that's your next moment. Yeah, yeah that's a. I'll give you that. They were the comedy. Yeah, bang on. Jim Carrey brought so much to life. Daddy's got a new stash. Oh, I love that <laughs> fucking that line and that whole area. And he means mustache because he's got his crazy Eggman mustache going. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um. So many game references. The cafe was called the Mean Bean. Yeah. Like the Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine game that came out with. <laughs> like it's so cute. <laughs> um, like it is, it's like, thank you. Like they don't have to do that. Yeah. Also the map, you know, when he's looking at the map of all the worlds that are okay. Oh, that's another thing. Fucking building on the story of, uh, the owl. That's his mom. Yeah. You know, in the first game, they're very quick. And I saw that the Achilles, I was like, Oh my God, that's the knuckles clan. Like the knuckles clans from the comics and from the dark brotherhood game, yeah. which is nobody plays and nobody knows about. It's a very small part of the Sonic lore. And I was like, they put the Knuckles clan in this fucking movie. It was, in the, it was when Sonic was a baby too. So I knew in the first movie came out and that in the first scene that they were building a universe because they were using pieces from some old lore. Stuff that only guys like me are going to go, whoa. And then in this one, they explained that 
that it came full circle that the you know the echidnas were wiped out by blah 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 and how they explain all the stuff with the master mold. It's a beautiful combination of comic game shows combining the elements of you know because in the in the game it's a totally different story you know yeah. the master emerald comes from it keeps the island floating in the sky that knuckles lives on not the story here you know what i mean here it was put brought to earth for, to to hide and that's why sonic was sent here you know and now he's got a they're gonna protect it it's such a oh it's beautiful so anyways um that was a moment for me the knuckles handshake was a good one i mean we're we're ruined but let's get to the best moment the best moment of the movie we all know it was i before we went i'd said I don't know if they're going to do it, but I hope they do. Uh, you know, I don't, I didn't see, I, I did so much, made so much effort not to <laughs> look when, when it was out and I hadn't seen it yet to look on Facebook and I didn't want to ruin it for myself. Is supersonic in it. Is supersonic in it. And then I fucking, oh my God, when he smashes the emerald, when it breaks and there's six little ones, I stood up in the theater and went, oh, we're getting supersonic right like that. <laughs> I sort of got it. I thought they were going to kick me out. And it was a full house. I was in a theater. We got the last six seats. Me and Vince got two seats. There was four left. And yeah. then people behind us bought them. So the theater was full. And I went, we're getting supersonic now. It's happening. I knew. I knew then. And I was so fucking excited. Some of the kids were like, really? Some kids were like, what is wrong with that guy? And other kids were like, what's supersonic? <laughs> You're in for it. It's kind of like when you see the Dark Knight Rises, uh, when Batman comes back, and the young guy's like, what was that? And the other cops, the old cop goes, you're in for a treat tonight! Because <laughs> he knows what it means when Batman's out, right? Yeah. So it's like that. Yeah, I felt like looking at these little kids going, you're in for a treat if you don't know what supersonic is, kids. And oh my God, what a good way they did it where they stepped on him with the foot. So you think everyone was, I mean, I knew he wasn't, we all knew he wasn't going to kill Sonic. But either way, it was well shot. It was well written. I love the way they, they, they showed Knuckles hating robot you know kind of turning robotic in the enemy the way they did that was really good because they it would have been easy to make knuckles seem like a stupid ass because in the game he seems like a moron yeah he's easily duped he's like sonic's bad he's like okay even though i showed up here in a giant mechanical fucking thing called the death egg okay <laughs> that little blue guy is the bad guy and knuckles is like Duh, okay i mean come on but we were six so we bought it i i was worried about that element and I'm glad they didn't. They, they, they did a beautiful job with the story. Like, they, I thought they brought all the elements of the game and all that stuff together. It was, it was well done. Yeah. So that's my rant on that. Any other moments that maybe we, I think we're missing? I think we hit them all. The supersonic was pin, pinnacle. Pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I mean, when you talk about the human element and uh, the, the girls out there getting married, it's like, oh, it's, I'm marrying an FBI agent. That was a bit weird, but I like, it wasn't FBI, that's Gun, G-U-N. Yeah. Now that is Sonic lore. Gun is sh uh, uh, Shadow. It's all related to Shadow the Hedgehog. So as soon as I saw Gun, I knew that the post credit scene would be Shadow. Yeah. I knew right away. I thought it would be Amy. Before I saw the show, I thought what they'll do is they brought Knuckles in on this one. Back in the day, Amy was already out on Sonic CD. And so, and now she's, you know, she's a pretty popular character. Every girl who's a Sonic fan, Amy's, they've got posters of her. They'd cosplay her. You know what I mean? Amy's a big in the in the community. You know, she's kind of the main girl. There's not a lot of girl characters really outside of her. So she gets a lot of love. And I was a little disappointed because I would like to see her. And they might bring her anyway. She might be in the next one. It's just not what they decided to lead the cuts, the uh, the post credit scene with. Yeah. But I knew as soon as Gun showed up because in, in Sonic Adventure 2, which I don't know if you've ever played, oh man, I'm going to come across this table. It's one of the greatest games ever made, man. As a game <laughs> guy, I'm so surprised. The one where he, in the first level, he comes out of a plane and uses a piece of the plane as a fucking snowboard or skateboard and goes down a street. 
through a yeah. city and you and a giant truck fucking the, the perspective of the camera changes the truck's behind you and now you're Sonic running away from a truck it's one of the coolest things ever and as a Sonic fan playing Sonic 3 and stuff and then they put that shit out it just blew our it was just like Mario what it was amazing <laughs> it was amazing Mario who I guess is more what I should say yeah. so it was just really good so um, that's all part of that gun that universe and so I knew then and so yeah so they're, they're building it up so they're gonna have elements from the Sonic Adventure games I'm hoping they'll bring in Amy uh, I'm hearing so many things. I wonder who they'll get to do Shadow's voice because Idris Elba, let's talk about that. Idris Elba as the voice of Knuckles. I, I, at first I was like, interesting choice. I heard the, saw the, the previews. I thought, okay, what do you think? Oh, I think he nailed it. Like, Amazing. Thought, yeah. He, above and beyond. He was funny. His delivery was so, I wonder how many takes it took for some of them because he just isn't a funny guy. Well, the, the weird thing was he wanted to do it a little more high pitch. And he was all like, oh, I'm going to voice it like this. And we're like, no, no, no don't do that. He's don't a teenager, that. though. And I heard people criticize that, that he's supposed to be a teenager. It's like, yeah, hey, we're talking about fucking, we're talking about magic echidnas from other universes. Shut up. You know, I don't want to <laughs> hear that. Um, one thing I, was, I thought about in the moment with the movie, and when I see it for the second time, I'm going to be thinking this the whole time. I said this, uh, talked to you about this earlier. I felt like they made Sonic and Robotnik's relationship a little too comical and a little too goofy. Like they're supposed to be enemies and I felt like it was a bit jokey. But I've kind of changed my opinion on that because they had to keep it funny for kids and the dynamic between Ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey is amazing. So they don't want to, you don't want to not milk that cow. But if, if, if it's an enemy that you already know and you've already fought him already... And you're just like, oh, it's just this guy back at it again. You're going to have a more calm demeanor toward him, even though he's still a threat. You know he's a threat. True. You're, you're not, you're not going to take him any less serious, but uh, you're, you're also not going to be as afraid of him because you're like, I already beat you once. All right? True, true, true. But I mean, he did have a chaos emerald, bro. <laughs> That's a little yeah. scary. Um but I, but I don't. Sonic really, didn't know anything about the chaos. Emerald. I didn't. I didn't. I changed that opinion. Isn't really valid. Like I, I, I've thought about it a bunch, and I'm gonna think about it when I'm watching it. But at the end, when he was supersonic and he cut the head of the robot off, like that scene was intense. The look on his face when he was supersonic, he was pissed. He was fucking. He was. It was serious. And so I kind of take it back. They kept it funny when it was supposed to be, and they made it serious when it was also appropriate. So I, I, I think they did it good. I really can't find a flaw in the fucking movie, other than maybe the people's. The real life people's, what real life people's? I sound like a fucking idiot right now. The <laughs> humans that are in the show that aren't CGI outside of Jim Carrey. I felt like their story got a little bit more time than it needed on screen. Like I was more interested in what was going on with the other characters, which is why I think the third movie, they won't have as much human element. Well, something, el something else I loved was when they were diving into Tails' backpack. They're like, oh, what does he have? Oh, he's got this. Amazing. What is this? Oh, weapon. What is this? Oh, another weapon. Oh, what is this? So cool. Yeah. Very clever. And I just, I love that... They did, they, did, they did everything right, bro. Like, I'm a, this is my franchise. Like, if there's a person that could get a little meh about it, it's going to be a nerd like me that knows everything about everything about it. You know, like, the, Star Wars has lots of fans that know everything about the franchise, right? Yeah. Sonic doesn't. Sonic's got a lot less of that. You know what I mean? And it's a small community, like, to be honest. Like, the YouTube community of Sonic is about 10 channels big. That's not that many. There's a billion. I spit on the mic. <laughs> there's a billion <laughs> fucking... Uh, Star Wars channels. There's yeah. a million. I, I uh, personally, I do Star Wars Theory and Star Wars Meg. I don't know if I'm um, shout out to them. They've got good channels. I like their content and they're relevant. They do watch parties and uh, anytime there's a, a um, something comes out, you know, it's fun. It's fun to do. So they're cool shit. So like, but the Sonic community is small. So if there was a way to piss 
Like, I'm surprised I, I like it as much as I do. I really am. You have a lot of boxes to check with me on this movie. And fuck, they check boxes that weren't even on my sheet. You know, <laughs> they really did. They did. I'm so impressed. Go see Sonic 2. You don't need kids. Honestly, if, you were, uh, uh, if you're in your 30s or your 20s and you played Sonic as a kid and you don't have a kid or a cousin, don't feel weird, man. Get, get your girl and go see it. She'll laugh and she'll say, thanks for taking me. Like, it was a good, it was a good movie. Uh, don't take her to see the Batman. She's going to be like, that movie was too scary and too dark. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, well, well, before we dive into that, just based on what you said there with like, uh, even if you don't have kids, kids, whatever, go see that. There was a movie we saw a while ago that that was a, a kids movie that I'm actually hoping they they actually come out with a sequel for and that would be Dora. When I saw Dora in the theater, the live action Dora, I was like, this movie isn't for kids. Like characters get fucking stoned in it. They fucking <laughs> they get stoned. They strip. Uh, there's a bad guy who strips down naked and runs through this fucking this this flower patch that gets you fucking high. And it's like okay, this this shouldn't be for kids, but amazing. The, but it, I like it. But it, it's enough that those tones were kind of. Tamara, like, you can confirm all these things. I can't. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and I mean when Dora's talking to the camera, like, can you say delicioso? And then you see Michael Pena, like, who are you talking to? Michael Pena is one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah, he's grown on me so much, and it's he's one. Of, you know what I like about Mike. He creeps up on you. You don't realize how fucking amazing he is until you go, he's been in so many different kinds of things. Yeah. You think he's the funny guy. He ain't. He's been in some... Um, I just watched a movie... Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm going to fire fart on this name. Mind fart on this name. Um, Give me seven seconds to just think really hard. It was about... He's in... He's he's basically a prison gangster. He's in... Uh, it's the a lawyer. Oh, Lincoln lawyer. Was it the... It is the Lincoln yeah, lawyer. You're fucking killed. Thank yeah. you. We're on, we all have Netflix. I was watching Lincoln lawyer. He's in that and he plays the, the guy that got put away and even though he didn't do it. He's so good in that, man. And that's a serious role. Like, I mean, he's in jail for rape. Like, it's not a fucking happy... It's not cool at all. So it's... Uh, but he... That character's amazing. I loved him in that. And then I was... I mean, he's obviously amazing in Ant-Man. Is that him in Ant-Man too, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's... Yeah. Uh, he's fucking like... Uh, how many memes have you seen? Remember the, you know, when the, after the blip, he's like, when he's doing the thing about all well, the stuff that happened the last yeah. four years or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, how many memes have you seen like that? Like, oh yeah, plenty. Uh, when it comes it's, down but to it's him, his delivery that makes it so good. Yeah, when when he's recapping any story, anybody. That's what the meme is about. It's yeah. like, oh, we need to get him. We got to get Michael Pena to, to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mike, tell us what happened in the last uh, Boba Fett episode. Okay, so here's what's up. You know, <laughs> that'd be the best. Uh, what happened on the shot pod last week, Mike Pena? That would be so cool. <laughs> new, new goal for us. We have to at some point become famous and get Mike on the show and have him, and have him and have him do that for us. Yeah, this yeah, would be an sense. amazing life goal. Um, uh, what a uh, yeah. Um. But I'm just trying to think of all the stuff he's been in. I'm, he's got such a list. I could well, IMD. Shooter. Oh yeah, shooter was the Mark Wahlberg one, yeah. right? Oh fuck, another. Yeah, he, and then there's another one where he's a robot. He, he he doesn't know he's a robot. He's in a society of people, and then they find out later that somebody that a bunch a bunch of uh, humans show up to like kill them, and they they can't figure out why. And then they, he realizes oh, ex extinction. He, we, extinct, we yeah. Extinction. And then he realizes he's a robot, and that actually that society he's a part of eradicated the humans a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and now they're back for fucking vengeance from yeah. space or some shit. Yeah, what a great movie. I just ruined the whole thing. You don't have to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, another, and he's the star. I love that he got um, 
the, the the main role. Like he's the the main guy, and he, yeah. you know, he's usually a B guy. So for him to get the A list spot on that movie and then carry it on his shoulders, he carried that movie because the other actors sucked. I noticed some bad acting. <laughs> There's some pretty moments. I was like, is this the fucking young and the restless shit here, bro? Oh, speaking of which, you know, uh, I can't remember his name, but the 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 when the girl was getting married, the guy yeah. who pl- is, ends up being the gun agent. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, Malcolm Winters on The Young and the Restless. Yeah, yeah, for almost yeah, ten years. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I, my, my friend D is obsessed with that guy. Like anytime, I mean, she's I'm, like, not oh, no, I'm not gay. I'm not gay, but he had a shirt off scene where they were playing volleyball. Of course, he's fucking beautiful. What a good looking guy. I think that guy before he signs contracts to be in any movie, gotta be shirtless. Yeah, he's like, is there a topless scene? I'm not doing it. But you know what I'm pisses me it. off about it? James Marsden is usually the, that guy. Yeah. And they he didn't get a shirt off scene at all. And I love James. But the funny thing Give is... Give James his moment. The, he deserves the, some pussy. The funny thing is, in this movie, like, James is looking at this guy saying, like, okay, okay, yeah, he he's wishes, buff. But, but we, I know but that like, James can look sh- like that. Like, even in the movie, there's a moment where you see James flex, and you're like, he's still fucking ripped. James like, is fuck? ripped way more than that guy. That guy's just <laughs> taller than him. That's the only thing he has on him, yeah. is that he was taller. But anyways... I, 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 I wish I could remember his goddamn name. My mom's going to be mad because she's uh, she's like, the guy from my show is in your movie. <laughs> Sorry, that was high-pitched. You might have to fucking bring the EQ yeah. down on that. My yeah. bad. I apologize. I'm trying to be better with this shit. Um, people messaging me about the show. Oh, are you on right now? Are you on right now? <laughs> yeah, we're on right now, bro. It's happening. Oh, and now I'm calling my voicemail by accident. No, oh. I'm, try- I'm trying to find this guy's name because it is important. I want to give him a little shout out here. I'm just going to bring it. Okay, so anyways, so Sonic 2 is awesome. We have nothing but good things to say about it. Go oh, see it. Uh, one thing, while on the topic of Michael Pina, I do want to say go see the Chips. Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore is the guy's name, and he's yeah. awesome. Moving on. Go see Chips. Chips? Oh, my What's God. It? What is it? Oh, yeah, he's in that, too. Yeah. It's so like, so good. Like the original show with Eric Estrada, no. they came out with a movie with Dax Shepard and Michael Pina. Oh, my God. And God. it is so... Good. Tonight, you've just decided what I'm doing when I get home. Yeah. I haven't seen that since it came out. It'll be feel like new to me, oh, and it's, it's funny. So I'm going to smoke a little bit of weed and giggle at that movie. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. Thank you. Chips is amazeballs good. So so there's this one scene that I have to talk about. Dax Shepard. Uh, by the way, if you, if you want to see Dax at his best, Idiocracy 2006. Yeah. So Dax Shepard, he plays like a former motocross cyclist who's now become this uh, highway patrolman. And so being the former motocross guy, he's, he's had every bone broken and every surgery done, whatever. So when it rains, he feels it in all his joints. And so it rains and he's at home and, and, uh, he's, he's, is he in the tub? No, he needs to go to the tub. He's, he actually fell out of his bed and he can't reach his meds. So he calls, uh, first his ex, who's too busy with her husband. And then he calls Michael Pina over who has to pick him up and get him into the tub. Who's, and he sleeps naked. So he's sleeping naked, but he picks him up with the blanket around him. And then he ends up (laughs) tripping, stepping on the blanket, pulling it off. And he sends Dax Shepard flying into the tub. But before he sends him into the tub, my like Dax Shepard flies upwards and his, the old Johnson just smacks him in the His face. Dick hits him in the face. And then, and then, the and then he lands in the tub. Like, it's a very funny movie. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. I, I vaguely remember the scene. I got to right. I gotta do, I'm going to rewatch on that. It's happening. Thank you Tamara's so much. Tamara's a big uh, Adam Brody fan as well, and he's in it too. Adam Brody. 
Yeah. Yeah. Bring a look at a picture of this guy up. I'm sure I'll know once I and, see him. Uh, and he's the guy that just always gets hurt. He gets shot. He gets hit by Oh, this motorcycle. motherfucker. He's from a show called um, Startup. Yeah. It's a series. It's one of the best series I've ever seen. I highly recommend it. He's the main star. It's just about a startup company, but their money comes from an interesting place. That's all I'll say. It's amazing. Breaking Bad level of entertainment. There's two seasons out, I think. Check it out. Sorry. Oh, you're... Uh, he's awesome. You're right. This guy's dope. Yeah. The um, Oh, he's got a hot wife, too. Jesus. Look at this girl. <laughs> the- Leighton Meester. What the hell? What kind of name is that? Anyways, she's cute. So, uh, you being uh, the, the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. I love, 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 love so that. So, have you watched world. the new season yet? Uh, be- Better Call Saul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not, co- but it's not, is it, they didn't put out the final, 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 like, season six, right? Is it? Is it a new episode weekly? I think it's coming out right now, but it's not coming out. Like, it's on TV, isn't it? It's not on a, on a Netflix or anything. No, it's, Netflix, on ne- it's on Netflix. Netflix has a new season that came out, but it's not, it's new to Netflix, but it's been out for like a year. I've seen what Netflix has because no 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 I, no no the, the new new season so is, is on it? Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix and it's already been confirmed that uh, that uh, okay. I'm just gonna Aaron add, Paul and yeah. uh, and Brian Cranston are, are going to be in, be in it. Are, yeah. Okay, so, but have you watched it? No, I'm I'm not a Breaking Bad guy. Okay, so is it? I, I'm I'm learning something now. When I okay, so here's why I don't take Netflix serious with Better Call because Better Call Saul season five was out for like a year and they didn't and it was all, they only had up to season four on Netflix. So I kind of gave up on. I thought didn't think Netflix had the rights to get the new stuff because they didn't even have season five forever. So they have. I, but then when I saw new episodes, I thought, oh, they finally got season five. That's all I thought. I didn't know they were doing six. Six is supposed to be the connection to the yeah. first episode of Breaking Bad. So it yeah. makes sense that Aaron and Brian will be in it. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, John Banks and all those guys, like, I, I love the show. I didn't, I, I thought that they were, I didn't know it was out. I didn't know. I'll have to look into this. I could, I mean, I could look right now and see if <laughs> I'm going to log into my Netflix to look right fucking now. And anybody who's listening who has already watched the show is like, am I going to have to sit here and seriously listen to this fucking idiot while he figures out that... All the episodes are up, and he just is too stupid to know. <laughs> do, I, do I have to sit here? Yeah, you do. I'm going to click my little picture. I'm going to go in. I'm going to search Better Call. And I want to see how many episodes they've got because I'm not buying this. I don't think they have everything. <laughs> Better Call Saul. Where's my episodes and info? Let's go, boys. How do I... How do you go to C's? How do you... Oh, I fucking hate using this app, eh? Nope, I'm right. Only five seasons in a fucking Netflix. Oh. I told you. See, they're behind. Anyways, I'm not, okay. not shitting so on you. Sorry, maybe, sorry maybe Mark. It's on, maybe it's on AMC then. And you know what else I noticed? I was talking about rewatching our old episodes and watching them with my friends and stuff. Sometimes I'm a dick to you. And I, I'm, I'm going to formally apologize right now. Sometimes I get really rah, 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 And I don't even mean to, but I was watching back and I'm like, Jesus, I'm mean sometimes. I love you, Mark, and I never mean to be mean. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. so you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I go off sometimes. Yeah, fuck you, Mark. I was right. Okay, okay, and yeah. you're always so it's, nice it's about on, it. It's on AMC. Okay, so that I'm gonna go home and legally get a hold of that. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go home and find a legal way to get better call Saul season six and watch it. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways. Okay. Thank you, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge fan, and that is something everyone should check out. Uh, Better Call Saul is a prequel show about how Saul Goodman, the guy who's the lawyer that I, I think it, I think it's season two when he gets introduced of Breaking Bad, because um, the first season was only like eight episodes and it mostly focused on him starting the business and getting the truck. I don't think Saul was in it yet. Anyway. So, uh, it's about how he becomes the, the shady lawyer that a guy like, um, 
Walt would go to for money laundering through meth. Uh, he starts out as every lawyer wants to be the law and actually wants to do it right. He doesn't want to, you know, do the bad. He doesn't want to fucking, he doesn't want to be a, a shit. Nobody wants to be that shady lawyer that Brian Cranston's character is going to. But it's a great show about, I don't know, you don't really know much about the show, so we can't talk about it. But I think basically they haven't done anything in the show to make him that, that lawyer yet. Like he's getting yeah. there. He's done some shit. No, no lie, but it's not that better. It's not the Breaking Bad level that he's at when they're laundering millions and millions on, on a weekly and stealing methylamine from trains and all that shit. He's not doing shit like that yet. So they're going to do something very big in this season when they finish before Breaking Bad. I think they're going to kill his girlfriend, Kim Wexler. She's um, started out in the show as a goody-good, but now she's actually more of an advocate to do bad lawyer stuff than, than Saul is. And uh, are you into the show at all? Oh, I will admit her face and her attitude gets is, is hard. She's her character's very, very brick wall. But watching uh, Saul tear them down, or Jimmy is his real name. Watching Jimmy bring it, bring them down, and and fall in love with her. They end up together and living together and shit at some point. Not trying to ruin anything, and that's why I think they're gonna kill her off, and that's what's gonna break him. That's what's that's what's gonna make him break bad. And I, I can't wait. Have you seen the movie Nobody yet? <clears throat> Excuse me, Nobody. Nobody. That's with uh, Bob Odenkirk, where he's like... Uh, no, I haven't, but I heard about it. I definitely, yeah, because yeah, as soon as Bob's name was on it, so I've added it to my list. Haven't seen it, though. Have yeah. you? No, not yet. Well, no. we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Okay, Batman. Yes? Yes, the Batman. So we finally saw the Batman. Um, anybody out there who said it was Dark Knight level is a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I wouldn't call him a fucking idiot. I can I can. Okay, see, yeah, maybe that's a bit mean. We're just talking about Batman. I can, I can see how people would... Uh, bring it up to that level in the sense that it's uh those people need to rewatch the dark Knight. i'm sorry because i watched it the night before and it's not on that level the biggest part i think is uh just flow i actually like the the suit and cowl better than uh christian bale's suit and cowl i agree 100 percent. christian bale's was very comic booky and not even it was it was too too armory and I get that was the the, the point. The idea like was, was Batman in the real world. That yeah. was what he was going for. I, yeah, I agree with you. I like Pattinson's because it looks like he made it himself. It looks like he really made it. You could see yeah. the stitching on the nose part. I, 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 they were going for a I just started to be Batman vibe. And they yeah, fucking well, well, pulled it I off. I love that they actually point out in the movie, oh, it's year two. Like he's got his like. Yeah. His, like, his, it's um, kind of like his journal. As he's it's called, and it's called Gotham Project yeah. is what he calls it. So he doesn't yeah. even really think Year of himself. Year two. Like he doesn't even think of himself as Batman. Like that's what I love about it. The, the, the word the Batman doesn't happen. They say masks vigilante. They go, who are you? He says, I'm vengeance. And every time Zoe Kravitz talks to him, she calls him vengeance. Come on, vengeance. You oh, know, I uh, love. That fucking scene. I had, do you know how much I love that scene? <laughs> I recorded it and sent it to my mom. And I said, that's how good this movie is. No, the, uh, what I loved was later on when you see like the Riddler henchman take off his mask yeah, and it's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm vengeance. It's yeah. Like, and then Batman's like, oh shit, my, oh shit. I fuck shit up. <laughs> well, now that's an interesting thing. So, but I mean that, that was actually kind of brought up in uh, the dark night. It's like, oh, well, you know, we're doing what you do. And he's like, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the difference between me and you? Do the boy, can you do it? I'm not wearing hockey pants. Nah, nah, it wasn't as good. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> it's more like that, isn't it? No? I don't know who did it worse. Vote now on the shot pod about who imitated Christian Bale worse. 
What's my? What's another good line of his? <laughs> it's not what I do that matters, or what, it's not my. It's not. Swear to me. <laughs> Just so many lines, <laughs> so many fucking lines. Um, okay, so it's gonna be an editing nightmare. Pat, Pat Pattinson was 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 a stone cold killer. I loved him. Uh, you can't. I mean, the things about the movie that I that I that I would say weren't as. Uh, it's not that I didn't like them. I just comparing everything to The Dark Knight for some reason, which I, I just stopped doing because everybody... I'm only doing that because everyone said it was better, and it's not. I would put it on the Batman Returns level of good. It's also a different kind of movie. There's very little action. It's more of a detective, scary thriller. It's honestly a thriller. I would argue that the, the, the Batman is more of a thriller than it's not an action movie. The, well, something I was actually... Just, what is it, how many action scenes? The ending, the car, and the beginning. That's it. Everything else is no action. Yeah. Those are the only the, three. I, and, and it's three hours fucking I, long. Something I was actually kind of disappointed in was uh, the impact of Batman punching was actually louder in the trailer than it was in the movie. So like when you see him Interesting. like- When you see him lose his shit- You're not wrong in that first scene on the, in the subway. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I'm vengeance for the first time. Yeah. So talk about the vengeance scene for a sec. We talk about when the, when the Riddler um, henchmen say that. The, you do understand that the, I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Argue with me if I am. The Riddler henchmen don't know that he says, calls himself vengeance. They don't know that. It was just, they. the reason they were saying we're vengeance is because they're getting revenge on all the rich people of Gotham. They're here to flood the city and kill the rich. They're getting vengeance on no, God, the city. I th I it has nothing to do with him. He just, when he hurt, now this is my interpretation, okay? So when he heard that, because he goes, oh God, they say the same thing I say. Maybe I should try a different approach. I think it was, I think it was, you know, I think that's what it was. That's how I took it. I don't think they know that he says, I'm vengeance. I don't think they know that. I don't think that. I think. But I, you think they heard yeah, from, yeah, a, yeah. The peep, from the kids that survived that scene. Like maybe the, the, the young kid that ran, that didn't get hit. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's the one kid who just goes, sits bug-eyed and then he runs away. Yeah. You, yeah. You're thinking it, it came up I'm, the, I'm through the grapevine. I'm thinking because he doesn't call himself the Batman that anytime anybody asks who is they say it's that, that he'll be like I'm vengeance, uh, and then I think that people kind of know him to be vengeance. Understood, and, and they're just kind of replicating that. But uh, hang on a sec, so I'll, I'll, I, you know what? I don't think we can get in trouble for this anyway because we it's not it's just audio. But um, yeah, man, like I loved it so much. This friggin' movie. What she say? Does she call him in here? Come on, vengeance. <laughs> oh, the bat and the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, so that's, I don't know if you probably hear it on the mic there, but that scene where she was, come on, like that scene, they're on the, uh, it's, it's, I would, one of the best Batman scenes ever. And Zoe and Robert, I have real chemistry. Like I, it was a, it was a bit creepy. He's watching her change. I mean, I love that scene. I rewound it about three <laughs> times. Um, but that was a bit weird, but, um, you know, he was just spying on her to figure out who she was, you know, he had motivation, but I'm sure he didn't mind that scene. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? All I'm saying is, is like their dynamic was I good. Look away. Wait, I can't, I can't, I can't. She could be hiding something yeah, on her. She could. Maybe she's, what if she leaves the house when I look away? That's, I can't look away, <laughs> <laughs> but I should because, oh, there go the panties. Oh, I should have looked away. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and God, I would, she's got to be one of the most beautiful women alive. Like, I, 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 I'm having trouble thinking of an actress that's better looking than, than her. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am. White, black, Chinese. I don't care wh who we're talking about. Like, she's so... She's like Halle Berry, but, like, with extra points. She's like, if Halle Berry's Pokemon evolved. <laughs> Halle Berry evolved into... Zoe Saldana, and then Zoe Saldana evolved into <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. I, so, I swear, she's so fucking beautiful in that. And, and a great actress. Like, she's 
the scene where he she tells him that uh, Falcone spoilers Falcone's her daddy. Uh, I was going to say Zoe kind of carried parts of that movie because her scenes. I, I, so it's not that she carried it. It's that just that her ste- her scenes stood out um, because. Well, Colin, where they should have been. Let's talk about Colin Farrell. Like, oh, yeah. you can't even. First off, I don't believe it's him. I, I, I swear to God, it doesn't look like him at all. His eyes don't even look the same. I watched him. I watched him on Hot Ones, I swear. But then I watched. I saw a step by step makeup yeah. of, of you probably saw the same yeah. thing. And I was like, wow. And then in the Hot Ones interview that with with um, I almost, yeah, with Colin Farrell, um, he said he loved the makeup. He thought he would be annoyed with it at first because yeah. he's a, kind of. But a, it actually like moves with his face, which made it easier. Well, to and have. he also said it made him. He said it was then when it was on. I felt like the the penguin. I felt like I was in character. That it helped me turn go from you know all right I'm Irish Colin you know it's yeah. time for me to have a beer and go fucking do this movie and, and boom it, I became a gang. I was and a all of a sudden he's talking with a Joyzy accent. Hey, well, be careful here. Yeah. <laughs> he was funny. That I got you. I got you. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> that scene with the fucking car when he's like, "I got you." He thinks he blew up the Batmobile. Yeah. That I would and the music. Oh, that's that's another thing that I'll give you. Um, Hans Zimmer, I believe, did the Dark Knight. I don't know who did who did. I don't know right now. Hey Google, who did the music for the Batman directed by Matt Reeves? The Batman's music was composed by Michael Giacchino. There you go. So there you go. I don't know who the motherfucker he is, but he killed it. That theme, uh, I'm trying to remember it now, but I'm having trouble. It was mainly just kind of two notes over yeah. and over. Just do. But it, but it was it, it was where it was and the way they did it. It was good. But then there was some soft, like the sad scenes with, with Zoe Kravitz were, it was good. It was a very and good then, soundtrack. And then uh, like I'd seen memes forever about like people coming out of the Batman, just cranking something's in the way. By Nirvana, yeah, and like, and like they play it at the beginning, they play it at the end, and I and I understood that. I'm like, oh yeah, this motherfucker. No, but it was it, the placement of that song. I'll, okay, so that's one thing I'd like to co- I'll complain about. It's my only real complaint. This in this trailer, they used this electric, souped up version of it, and it was awesome. And I wanted to I, fucking hear it. And all I they did in the in the uh, on the ra- on the uh, in the movie was play the original. I didn't hear an electric soup. I'll up play version. it for you. I'll, I it was it for. for from what I know, it was just like maybe EQ'd a little higher. But. No, it was a full version of it, and they had changed it, and it had an orchestra playing that na, 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 playing the vocal line over top of him. They took Kurt's vocal sample, but there was a full orchestra, and there was some guitars under it. Yeah, it was definitely, I remember. And going, what a cool way to do that song. The orchestra really brought a lot. It was mostly yeah. the orchestra, um, because in the song, was only some cello. It, they took that cello part and just blew it up into like a full symphony feel. Anyways, I was disappointed they didn't use that, but oh my God the placement of that song in that fucking movie. I cried both times. I was, I was serious, man. That's, that's a, number one, if you've ever read Heavier Than Heaven, whew, I'm getting choked up. <laughs> the Heavier Than Heaven by Charles R. Cross, which is a book about Kurt Cobain. Um, he lived under a fucking bridge. He was, he was homeless for a little while, and that's what that song's about. And he like, wanted to kill himself. Yeah. And um, so it's an interesting song, and uh, it's an interesting, you know, and then there's this really cool story about how they made the song. Do you know the song of how they rec- recorded it in the studio? No. So um, this is an amazing story. Oh, I'm actually getting choked up about this a little bit because Kirk Cobain is just, he's such a thing, man. Um, so Butch Vig made Nevermind. He produced Nevermind. And they were doing that song and he was in, the, in, the, in, in cutting it and, and he kept hearing it back and Kirk kept saying, that's not it, man. That's not what I want. And he comes into the, the control room and he sits on the couch. He lays on his, belt, on his back on the couch with the acoustic and he goes, it should sound like this. And he starts it. And Butch fucking panicked and he got up and he set up one of these boom stands right there in the control room. No, no, 
no click track, no nothing, no headphones. Yeah. And what you fucking hear, okay, is the first take, the only take, and there's no edits. Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding. Now, here's an interesting fact. If you don't play to a click track, what does a guitar player tend to do? If you don't play to a click, what do we all do? We speed up or we slow down, right? Yeah. That's what we need a yeah. fucking drummer for. Sorry, I don't mean to grill you. <laughs> I'm just saying. So he speeds up and slows down, and Dave took months of listening to it because he had to play the drums for the second half. He was just playing to his recording and playing with it, and then they edited the drums to match. It took him about a month of that just for that song so they could edit it to Kurt's out of time recording because the recording was so perfect. So oh. that's the story of that actual recording, which is that's a pretty beautiful, amazing story, and that, that song's very powerful because of it yeah. it's about a cool thing it was recorded a cool way and then they put it in that movie and it really brought something to it up to to robert's darkness i also love my favorite i think this is my favorite part of that movie sorry you got anything you got one no i was just thinking uh there, there was a meme that i saw of like and it showed uh what each person sees or whatever and then it showed like robert pattinson what he sees and you just see the hair over the <laughs> eyes so i did see that fucking- <laughs> i did see that um <laughs> This was the only, only movie, only Batman movie with no dead parent scene. Only one ever made. Yeah, well, they changed the story a little bit. Like, like they say that he got shot, but then they brought him back to, to Wayne Manor and they were operating on... No, that like- was Falcone. Sorry. So that in that story, that was uh, Falcone had gotten shot and they brought Falcone to Wayne Manor, and you got to keep in mind that Bruce's dad was a doctor, right? He used to volunteer at clinics, even though he was a rich guy, and he ran Wayne Enterprises, he was a doctor. So he stitched up and fixed, because he'd been shot, Falcone had been shot. And the only reason he did that is because Falcone had him in his back pocket over all that shit you find out about later. But that's why, yeah, that was the story there. They don't ever really talk about it, they just say he died. They just say he got killed. They don't ever show the scene. And I love that. I, I think, because it's been done to death, you know what I mean? And I'll be honest, um, Snyder got it the best. Snyder's was the, by far the best one with the pearls on the back. <laughs> on the back, I'm sorry, the pearls on the back of the gun was genius yeah. way for the, the pearls to hit. I love that they didn't do a, uh, a scene with his dead parents, but I still, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid and I saw the scene with Batman, with Keaton, when he remembers his parents, and I cried. I was a kid. Um, when you see the remake of that scene, um, I've cr- I basically get a little upset each time. Oh man, in the uh, in Batman Begins, like Thomas Wayne was portrayed to be such a saint, and even like and even as like he's getting robbed and dying, and and uh, and Thomas is just like you know uh, what, what do don't we do? Don't be a, don't oh, sorry. What what do we do when we when we fall down? That's a gr- that's Nolan being God. You yeah. know what I mean? Nolan's writing is so fucking good. Actually, David S. Goyer and. Nolan wrote that, so yeah. it's the both of them. But yeah, no, what, what, why, why do we fall, Bruce? You know, to, to pick ourselves, to pick back ourselves up. back up. Yeah. And, I, and I love um, when he has the flashback to that. You know what I mean? The moment when he has the flashback—that's that's beautiful shit. You know. So I still had a crying scene in this one, and it was when he saw the little boy that just lost his dad. Yeah, and and then they start playing something in the way. Yeah. And it showed, they use that as they montage him going back to the Batcave, showing, and that's another thing I love. You know, he doesn't have this genius billionaire vigilante setup yet. He's driving through the, uh, the subway yeah. to get out of town. And it takes him a while to get home. Like in the movies, it's like, boom, waterfall, I'm fucking there. You know, the signal's on. It takes him 25, 30 minutes to drive home in this movie. I love it. I love that. I think it's very, more realistic. The only thing Batman... Uh, begins in Nolan's trilogy didn't do was give I think 
the Batcave never got to that epic status that it gets in every other franchise, yeah. every, everything else. It was always just, you know, a computer love that, in a cave. I love that he's got a contact lens. That, that kept, was ge- that that films everything, and then he just he's like, I'm not so good with remembering everything, so he just brings it back and plays the footage back and writes down the the shit in his journal. What I but but the other reason that I liked that too, um, oh, that was a really important part of the writing. Honestly, it was a huge part of it because they gave Batman a voyeuristic pervert vibe. They did, and I liked it. I'm sorry when he was kind of watching Zoe and shit changing he's very in the shadows he's very just watching it all and i love that i didn't think he was in the shadows at all like i'm like man if she looks at that window she's gonna be like check out this motherfucker what the fuck is this guy doing i I just liked that they they made it so that like you know you never you always see the batman movies and he's just like the bad guys are looking for him and then he's just there this movie actually this movie actually that was but this movie shows how he got there you know what I mean? Like they ha- and when he jumps off the building and fucks up the parachute pole and fucking crashes, almost breaks his leg. Very well. Like some people complain, they're like, they made Batman seem like I was like, no, you think about it. How do you think he became the fucking king, the 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 the, the caped crusader? How do you think he became made criminals so scared of him that when that signal's out, they won't leave their fucking. They're not. I'm not robbing that bank. What? Like, do you, do you think it was just because he showed up and said, "Look at my cool costume"? No, yeah. he fucked up. He. I mean, he probably had years of breaking bones and fucking up like that i like that they made him flawed it was beautiful they made him flawed they you could see the stitching in the nose of the costume yeah. i love the, the the little things you know the the, the fact that the car I, I mean you know me as a car guy you know how hard my dick was the scene when the, the, they were building the car and all the springs and the valves and the pistons and all the cu- parts for the fucking car were laid out and yeah. they were zooming in. Oh my God, I paused that scene and I was like, it's a W16. <laughs> I knew the motor. It was a fucking 16 cylinder W motor he had in that. It's a real motor. Yeah. That's made by the same company that, that makes um, motors for uh, Bentley. Bentley makes them. Bentley's the yeah. W16 company. It's called a W16. It's, you know, you V6 yeah. picture. It, so it's a W. It's just got an extra set of pistons. And there's 16 of them in total. So, uh, what's that? Like four. No, I guess it would be. I'm trying to think of how many they have in each section, but either way, it's just, it's a beautifully cool engine. And the, like, yeah, when he comes through all that stuff and his accelerate, like he's just flying down the highway, even though yeah. everyone's doing, yeah, that's what it would be like. Like it's, it's a link that the continental motor is, is next level. But what I love, uh, so cool. And he built it himself. That's yeah. what I love. But what I love that, uh, you never see in any Batman movie is you'll hear the narration of, uh, sorry, of- we're laughing at Tamara taking selfies. It's yeah. fun. Oh, I thought you were like, I look good today. Oh, yeah. And then you flicked your hair a little bit. Like, this hair is straight. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, never done in any of the Batman movies, but you, the narration is, is going over where he's like... Um, His know, narration is great. Very yeah. good. Well written. And he's like, I'm not done yet. He's like, every time I feel like i'm getting ahead i'm i'm not yeah but but he feels very defeated in this movie and yeah. i liked that too but then you He's see like, i don't know if i'm making a difference but then you see this signal in the sky and then anybody who's like spray painting looks to the dark corner and like drops the, yeah. what they're doing and they're leaves. like i wonder if he's there i liked that too I that was a that. very good scene i have a light now so I know when I'm needed you know like yeah. that was that was cool um his narration to start the movie was great you know what? I think it's kind of funny. We've talked about this movie now for almost 10 minutes and we haven't even mentioned Paul Dano because honestly, yeah. I think he was the most boring part of it. Like he was good, but I, I loved Heath and I loved the penguin in this. Uh, and I mean, I, Danny DeVito 
is a hard set of shoes to fill. I mean, he's not doing that type of character. Well, it was a dip more of a gangster penguin, but still, he was filling the role of someone else. He had to do like Heath did. Heath had to fill Jack Nicholson's shoes, and he had to do it his own way, and he did it very successfully. Well, what I did love about uh, the Paul Dano was when he was captured, which he did on purpose. And then he he was trying to like say like you and I are the same. So then when uh, Bruce kind of clues into this, and he's like, I'm not going to play your game. Yeah. And so he just starts playing dumb. And then uh, and then and then you see Paul Daniel flip like, no, no, this isn't. No, you're you're not as smart as I thought you were. Yeah. No, you're not. He didn't here. figure it out. And it's true. He he literally didn't. And then the so for anybody who wants to see this movie, spoiler, 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 it's a bad guys win movie. You know, it, that's another thing I, I, that's never been done. I guess technically the Dark Knight, the, the the one with Heath, is a bit of a bad guy's win because Aaron Eckhart, you know, he has to he has to take the blame for all of um, Two Face's bad shit. But at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't really a bad guy's win. He uh, the, they caught the Joker and Aaron died, so the bad guy was gone. This is a true bad guy's win. Like he his plan happens and he floods the fucking city, and I loved that they made it so the bad guys win. And then that also gives, like you said, Batman now has purpose. Yeah, Batman now actually becomes a hero, which you don't see too Ever. often in, in any movie. You don't really see him helping people a lot. You see him beating maybe, guys up. Maybe in the Joel Schumacher films. Yeah, a little bit. Where it's like, okay, Batman's the hero. but like, He's also, in, in, a, he's also a, a, an all-star NHL player. He's also got <laughs> nipples on his suit. <laughs> no, I just love the... He's an, he's an all-star NHL player in that yeah. one, too. What the fuck? Anyways, um, I did... I love that it was a bad guy's lose. I liked... Um, Fuck, I liked him. Like, I, I liked... Okay, uh, I will complain about one thing, but, I mean, we've got such a huge array of characters. I This is going to end up being a trilogy. They're gonna, they've already got a second one. The Penguin's already got an HBO Max show, which Colin Farrell's going to kill. He's yeah. going to murder. It's going to be yeah. so good, so fun to watch. Can't wait for that. Probably only be five or six episodes, um, but I can't wait for that to watch it. Because now, at the end of that movie, they're like, you know, the, the, all the crime people are like, you know, like it's a vacuum. There's a power vacuum. So Penguin's going to become, you know, the 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 one who steps into that that role, and I'm I'm interested to see how how they're going to do it. You know what I mean? He's going to basically run Gotham in this show, and I'm I'm, I'm considering how well they're they've done this whole Batman. Like like what you talked about the car, we talked about how everything really seems the the the, the journal that says Gotham Project Year Two, sorry Year Two. You know, we, we talk about all these things that they did well, so I can just imagine what they're going to do with a whole TV show of time instead of just a couple hours. Yeah. They're going to kill it. I'm the It's probably the same writers. I imagine Reeves is going to have some say on it. You know, I, I actually didn't like Falcone. And the reason... I'll he, give you that. I didn't I, care for him as, or his actor or character either. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I liked uh, Eric Roberts, Julie Roberts' brother, playing Falcone in, yes. as Falcone because you see it's believable. But the actor they got, I mean... It sucks for him, but I've just seen him in too many funny things that I can't see him being as this intimidating guy. We were talking about that last night. It's like you see him in Mr. Deeds as a guy who wants to change your socks. Or or, <laughs> yeah. uh, or you see him as the funny agent in the Transformers movies yeah. who ends up with his pants down around his ankles. Okay. I, I, his character for me just I wasn't sold on... I just wasn't sold on. I think that Falcone is always made out to be real badass. And Gotham, the show, made him out to be really, really, really cool. Yeah. And so I kind of liked what Gotham did. Um, not to say that I'm not open. Like I said, I love both Penguins. I love Colin and I love Danny. So I'm open to different interpretations of a character. Yeah. I just don't think this one was very good. But I mean, like, even when... He was he, a pretty boring 
He was pretty boring, and then when Bruce goes to see him, it's like there was nothing intimidating about him. No, and it was, but what yeah. I love, I was hoping they punched Bruce in the face a few times, like show his boss. Loved in the Dark Knight when fucking Christian Bale's holding on to Falcone, and he's like, you know, a fall from here isn't going to kill me. He's like, I'm counting on it, and he drops <laughs> him and he breaks his legs. Both of them just shattered. Yeah. <laughs> yell on that guy. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm counting on it. God, I'm sorry. Jeffrey. That movie, I, I did watch Dark Knight and Batman Begins before I saw the Batman. And I, 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 it's probably one of the first times, it's the reason I didn't watch Sonic 1 before I went to see Sonic 2. Because, yeah, it set me up for disappointment. I loved the Batman, but because I watched... The, the, you know, the Dark Knight. And I had, not only that, I had the music from it in my head. Dun, 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 And they just build it and build it and build it and build it. And then fucking, it's just, and that plays throughout all three movies, right? And then the place when he's beating up Bane and all that stuff. And so I had it all in my head fresh. And then I saw that. The movie was very not that. It was very, like I said, there was three action scenes in the whole three hours. They yeah. were good. They were some of the best action scenes you'll see all year in a movie. But I did, I did like the detective approach. To I, Batman. That I did too. So I like the riddles. I got a ooh, question. For, sorry, I'm hitting the table a lot. I'm very movie to very, you know, the bi. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, I'm fucking bipolar as hell. <laughs> and uh, I've had, I'll be honest, I had a shitty breakup recently. So I had like some lully depressed weeks that hit me in this like. <laughs> You know, but it's gone. Like it's just, when it lifts, I'm like a psycho woohoo, million miles an hour for like two weeks. It's fun. I should take medication to control this. I used to, but uh, now I just smoke a lot of weed, but I'm out today. Today I don't have a lot of weed, so I haven't smoked much. So that's kind of, uh, that's the, that's, that's the, that's how I work. So I go two weeks of just blah and then two weeks of bounce off the walls. And when I come to do the show, I have to try to stay somewhat consistent with the week before, right? I don't want to be sitting here one week and be like, so Mark, uh, saw the Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the next week, come up, and, ah, it's so bad, it's fucking crazy, it's so cool. Like, yeah. nobody, you gotta have some consistency. So, I apologize if you're hearing some inconsistencies between one episode and the other, but I do try. But, um, yeah, Batman was really good. I wanted to ask you about the riddles. Did you get any of them? Did you call any of them before he read the I, answer? I didn't. I didn't really get. I any love of them. riddles. Like I actually yeah, do dig them. I, I like riddles, but I didn't actually get any of them. Uh, when when uh, it's like, um, what does a liar do when he dies? And. Uh, and I didn't I, get that one before they said it. I didn't it. get that, but I actually love the answer. Very, very clever. Yeah. Uh, I got the friends one. Yeah. The more you have, or the less you yeah, have, yeah, the that. more yeah. one is worth. I was like, friends. Yeah. I knew it right away. I was really proud but, of myself. That, that. I, mean, I mean, that wasn't Riddler though. That was Joker. Technically, that was the Joker. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I mean, it was uh, the guy. So it's not up on par. The same guy wrote the movie. It wasn't actually them. Those people don't exist. A guy sat down and wrote that on a piece of paper. No, no, no. But either way, you're, you, the caliber of- uh, Maybe a, he did that on purpose. Yeah. That's why I got it. The the intellect between riddles should be what, higher. What, what was another one that was in there? Um, the whole- Oh, I did really like- uh, 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 No, sorry. I did, it's not that I didn't really like. I kind of clued into the- Remember the whole rat with wings? I clued in that a rat with wings was a bat way before the rest of them did. But yeah. then it turned out that the rat with wings was a falcon or something related to that when they figured out that Falcone was the, was the rat. Anyways, yeah. it was just an interesting... Um, I, loved, I liked that mystery detective part of it. That was new to Batman because in the comics... Okay, you gotta keep in mind, what was the first comic Batman was ever in? Do you know? Detective comics. Yeah. So there you go. Right away, we're, you know, but when you think of Batman, you don't think of a detective. You think about a guy that beats up criminals. So I like that they went back to his 50s roots. Was it 50s? I think when Batman, no, it might have been even earlier than that. When Batman was made by Bob uh -huh. Kane. 
Hey, hey, Google, what year was Batman made by Bat Bob Kane? 1939. 1939. Wow. That's insane. You know, I don't need his fucking life story there. Hey, Google. I just want to know who he was. Settle down. She's worse than my ex-wife, this one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lisa, if you're listening, I still hate you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I love everybody. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't think she does. Don't worry. Mark gave me this look like, what are you doing? I was like, no, she doesn't. I can't even fucking see it, bro. I can't fucking see it. <laughs> Oh man. But um Batman was really good. I think they're going to make a trilogy out of it. I'm going we're going to see other, you know, so I I think this was kind of a of a world kind of like with Did you did you end up watching the deleted scene that was released on Facebook? I haven't yet. No. Let's do that today. I'll okay. check it out. Send it when we at some point uh today. Let me check it out cuz I haven't seen right. it. Um cuz like when you see Joker in Arkham, it's kind of like the silhouette and you kind of see it, but then like when you actually see him, you're like, how does that fuck how does how does he talk? Like he's got extra teeth. Hmm. Like That'd be interesting. It's so fucked up. It'd be interesting to see. I'll tell and, you that. And like, for sure, somebody, uh, I saw a meme on this and somebody was like, how the fuck, Harley Quinn would not fall for this. <laughs> like, they made this guy. Well, they don't think they're going to have Harley in this universe. <laughs> I don't think, it's too dark. Yeah. It, and she, it just wouldn't work. Plus, who else would play her? Like, you. I think they've really, um... okay, first of all, the Harley Quinn movie. Okay, so Harley came out in, uh, Suicide Squad and it was a, she was like the best everybody loved her everybody was her for Halloween you know what I mean it was a big deal but then she got her own movie and it bombed Birds of Prey didn't do well it came out the same week Sonic 1 came out and Sonic destroyed yeah, it yeah I, I mean I don't think we're gonna see much of that character if, anymore if they actually did it uh, right maybe it would, it would pass yeah Birds, like, of, Birds of Prey was boring it was the most one of the most boring movies I've ever watched in my opinion and yeah. it, and it was I, I like her though Margot was great she was entertaining but bad script is a bad script yeah. uh, also even Ewan McGregor couldn't save that and I mean he could save anything <laughs> uh, but yeah Ewan I liked him but uh, yeah his performance was great but bad script very bad script yeah. uh, what about the new Suicide Squad she's in that and I didn't mind her in it but she has way less of a role people care way less uh, she actually had her own arc like she was, she was the yeah, one. I know that she had her own. Kind of needed to be saved, but she was doing her own thing, so yeah. she didn't need to. It was kind of weird, but yeah. that's that's why I thought it was interesting because, like in the first one, she was part of the team, and this one, she was like a B story. That yeah. to me is a downgrade. I mean, <laughs> in my opinion, maybe I, I mean maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I guess technically they've given her her own story separate from everybody else is kind of better. But to me, it was a B story to the main movie, so I didn't care. I cared. Yeah. I actually might have even skipped, you know, the 10 second skip button. I might have hit that on a couple of her scenes when she was wearing the dress in the house and shit because I just didn't care. Yeah. And I just seen enough of Margot Robbie's ass already at that point in the movie to just I go, I don't care. I haven't watched, but I need to, the Peacemaker show. I haven't watched it either because uh, you know I don't like John Cena very much. I, I don't have a I'm not saying he's bad as I just an actor. Don't, I find him to be hilarious. I I did I just don't I don't I, I cock blockers. I I did I watched a little bit of that. And oh I man, just he was shut so funny in cock I, blockers. I don't know. He's I'm not saying he's not a funny guy. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying he's not my cup of tea. It's weirdly a turnoff for me. And I mean I love watching crap with the Rock in it. You know, so it's not yeah. like I have an issue with wrestlers turned turned actor. I just don't care for him. I don't know. It's just a weird personal thing, personal taste thing. What about uh, Daddy? Was, what about Daddy's Home too? That was okay, but I mean, you got Mark Wahlberg yeah. and call. You got it, was, it was it was mainly the the main cast, but yeah. either way, like there were funny moments, like when they put on that. that I did Christmas like him Carol, like that. It's Christmas time, and then John Cena's like, "How'd you guys know that was my favorite?" Song <laughs> <in the world?" laughs> 
I will. There, he had his moments <laughs> in that, but I mean, it, you got Mark and, uh, uh, and Will and Will to bounce off of. I mean, yeah. fuck, like you, you can't fuck that up. They yeah. could have put anybody in that role, and it would have they would have bounced funny shit off of him. Especially, I get blown away by how well <laughs> that, that was. The Mark one, goes from action one, to funny, uh, and I'm still fucking. I still love this. And there, there was a moment where in that movie, Daddy's Home Two, Will Ferrell picks up a snowball and he like faints. Like he's like. <gasps> Huh? 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 it's like are you gonna are you gonna fucking throw that or and he just kept going huh? Huh? i wish the camera was still rolling because mark is doing such a good impression of this fucking scene right now man oh fuck that's so good but it's oh, like it's man. like when you're threatening somebody but you're not gonna follow through and oh man that that was so good um yeah, okay, so we got that all out of the way. We're an hour and 20 in here, and we uh, should start talking about 2010s now. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about some 2010s. So, I mean, Iron Man 1 came out in 2008, Eight. sure, but it was... Uh, By the time 2010s came around, the Marvel Cinematic was full yeah, full steam ahead. And and that was, that was like the big thing movie-wise. That kind of started more or less shutting Hollywood down, where all the big directors and movie producers and studios were like well comic book movies are ruining movies everywhere and it's like well no they just reinvented everything because everything that you're doing is remakes and nothing and and we're fans of a lot of the marvel (laughs) movies do you think marvel is bad because i don't i mean i don't like some of them i but but i i think any the first Iron Man, the first Thor, and the first Captain America are three of the best movies ever fucking made. They are comic book movies, but they're good, well-written stories. Aside from comic book, very similar to the Dark Knights, one of the greatest movies ever made. Outside of the fact that it's 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 based on a comic book character, I don't care. It's just that good. You can put it in any category. You know, I'd put it. I'd say Schindler's List and the Dark Knight are just as good as each other. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'll say it. I don't care. You know, I was entertained by them both. They're both well. You know, it's just different worlds, but both art beautiful. Awesome art. So yeah, um, that's well, like, a, that is a good point though. I like that you brought that up. So the Marvel it, Universe was a huge part of the 2010 to 2020, and and people started life. turning more to more uh, graphic novels for for movies. I think it was because they ran out of comics though. Like they started going to graphic novels because they just ran out of mainstream characters to so, do. So there's a movie called Two Guns Whoa. with Denzel Washington so and, and my, my boy Marky Mark. And oh, again, oh, come that, on, come that on. came from Feelings. a graphic novel. So it's like, wow. Okay. Feel the vibrations. Come yeah. on, come on. Feel them, Mark. <laughs> I fucking love him so much. Yeah. I love Marky Mark so much. Oh, I'm man, so- it was so funny. Like, they put a body in a trunk and fucking Mark Wahlberg farts in his hand, <laughs> cups it, <laughs> and fucking see. throws it into the trunk. I him. love that movie. Honestly, it's one of the best. They're, they're, they should do more together. Yeah. The scene where he's in his apartment and he's calling him to talk to him while he's in the apartment. What a great fucking scene. Yeah. Oh, I just, I love them. I'm a huge fan of Denzel, but I, I like him in his non-equalizer roles. I like him in more, more a little bit of I liked, comedy. I like the first equalizer, and then I started watching the second one, and I ended up turning it off. I, it wasn't as good. But the first I just one don't like him cool. in the serious roles. Like I like him, but I think they have to let Denzel but have that comedy. I gotta edge. say, I gotta say, the equalizer. It should be Denzel and not Queen Latifah who's running her show. Because every time I see this fucking commercial where Queen Latifah flips somebody over her shoulder, I. Bust out laughing so hard. I'm like, she couldn't do that. She couldn't do that. She couldn't flip me over her shoulder. There's no fucking way Queen Latifah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not buying anything. <laughs> um, oh, my God. 
you need a fucking springboard at my feet. Hang on, I'll help you out. Bow. <laughs> that's another guy that's got like so many good movies too with Mar- Marky Mark. Like you don't even realize how much good shit he's in. One of my favorite Marky Mark movies, which also came out during the 2010s, so it's relevant, is Pain and Gain with The Rock, where it's based on that's a true no, story. Based on the true story, yeah. One of the greatest. I mean, first off, that story's crazy. Yeah. Number one. Number two. That's the. Fu- I think I wish The Rock and Mark would do more movies because they were so good together. When Rock's doing a bunch of coke and he's all coked out and Marky's yelling at him, like that's some of the best, <laughs> best shit I've ever seen. It goes behind. They're having the. They're at the guy's house and they're having the community. Everyone's at their house in the community for like barbecue or some shit like that or something. Or they're running the community safety meeting and he goes behind the the whiteboard to do a bump. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes out, he's just standing there like, oh, with his nose and everyone in the neighborhood is like, what's wrong with this guy? It was when he goes so to fucking, funny. When he goes to open up the bank bag and he gets sprayed oh, with the gets green spray- ink. Oh my God, the ink. And that whole scene where he gets, that's just that scene where he's like, oh, I gotta get it. I'm gonna go steal this money. Like, oh, it's just, I love it. Pain and gain, check it out. Um, but I told you about my experience with the Avengers, which came out in 2012. Yeah. I got one of the coolest moments of my life. I was in the theater on one of the first few days the, it came out, and it was a pretty big deal. I mean, when before the Avengers has any franchise of movies put a movie out where there's a bunch of characters like that, like like where, you know, a bunch of, excuse me, very famous, well-paid people get dumped into... It, had it ever been done no, before? No, no, no. I'm trying the, to the think, M- like, MCU, real hard. The MCU was the first thing where they... Where, uh, where the each character had their own movie and then was brought together for... It was fucking movie. genius. You know, it worked out well. And I mean, it could have gone bad, but I mean, who do we have to say thank you for that? Uh, Feige and Favreau, the boys that started it all. They, they sat in a room and said, hey, we can make it. But a- then Joss as well. Jo- okay, jo- Joss came a bit later, but uh, only after. Yeah, but he started overseeing all the projects to link them together. And he's awesome. I'm not talking shit at all. I'm just saying um, they had the idea. They brought the first couple movies to life, and then Joss came in and went, oh, I'm going to so, make this amazing. I, I, I want to mention one thing when it comes down to Joss. Is Joss is now being ridiculed as being uh, hard to work with, and uh, and like they're, criti- they're criticizing him as well. Okay, so he was... Uh, he's been called racist. He's been called uh, because he took over for yeah, Justice League. Yeah, I know and all, all that. about the Justice for, for, League for the bullshit. Ray, yeah. Ray Fisher and all that stuff. But what, Ray's but, a whiny bitch. I'm sorry. He he loves to whine a lot. Yeah. He's annoying. Well, <laughs> well, because it it brought him into the spotlight, right? I know, but he's done nothing since exactly. or before. It's like fuck yeah. off, dude. But okay, but but here's here's the thing with Joss though. Sorry. Joss Joss has a very specific vision. I don't think Joss is bad, dude. I don't no. believe any he's of the He's got a hard very specific vision and he's like, This is what I want you to do. And if the actors are gonna be like, Well, this is what I want to bring to the character, and Joss is like, No, 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 no. This is what I want you to do. That's his job. Yeah. And if they're like, no, but I want to bring this to the character. No, don't stick to the script. This is what I want you to do. And this is where he's getting criticized at is like, okay, he's being, he, he's the bad man. He, he's the rude guy. It's like, well, okay. I'm the director. I'm making this movie. The studios have put me in charge of making this movie. I hired you to do what I want, what I want you to do. And if you're not going to do it the way that I want you to do it, then this isn't going to work for us. And so, then, and then now it's being told that you know he's he's the the strict he's he's the mean guy he's the bad guy and all that. And it's like, well, no, no, he's the one that's being tasked to make the movie. He hired you, okay. He wanted you to play the part, but now you're trying to fucking bring in your own elements with some people that may be okay, but just not with Joss. Anybody who's worked with Joss will say he's very focused on getting done what he's tasked to do. I, I bet you if you took Joss, put him in a time machine, and brought him back to life in 1970, he'd be hailed as the greatest director of all time. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. A director's job is to be an asshole and run this movie into the ground so it makes millions. That's our job. And and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Every director has to be a prick and mean and short. They got a million things to do. They got to deal with every person that's on the movie. From the producers that are putting money into it to the whiny cunt actors that want to change everything that, he, that was written by the writer. And then, you, you know what I mean? It's a hard job. And... Any job where you have to be a bit of a prick because everybody's so soft these days and whiny and everyone's so fucking tolerant of everything, everybody's crying. Oh, I can't do that. You can't tell me what to do. You can't be mean. Director's job is to be mean. Mean enough to, I mean, you've heard stories from, you ever hear a story? Matt Damon's a good one. Ben Affleck's a good one. They tell you about directors that were really mean, hard to them, made them cry, made them want to quit the movie, and then they put out one, some of the best scenes they've ever made. Yeah. And they'll say after the movie, you know, it sucked and I hated him when we made the movie, but we're friends now and I'm better as an actor and the movie did better because of what he did. That's that's and that's where and that's why I don't give a fuck about the hard to work. I don't give a sweet sweet fuck. And and the reason I I don't that's why I don't care. And this is why how I know that even if it was that it's not true, even though it's not. You know, this is how I know it's not. Not only is it that I don't care even if he was mean, but that he's not mean. That they're just being idiots. I, I know that because what he dealt with with Justice League with the reshoots and all that shit. Can you fucking imagine dealing with that? The fact that he dealt with that and didn't go off and say Warner Brothers are a bunch of cocksuckers and they should die. <laughs> the fact that he didn't walk away from the project completely, quit, say take my name off it, it's an embarrassment. The fact that he didn't do that, that he completed it, delivered it, walked away and, and, and just said fuck you and doesn't even retaliate on Ray with all the shit he throws out, really, yeah. that much. The, a mad respect for the guy. He must be a good dude because I couldn't deal with it. I would have burned that fucking Warner Brothers head office. That tower that you see in the Animaniacs, I would have blew that shit up yeah. because they were so mean to him. They treated him like shit and, and I, I, there was money issues too they weren't paying him I think they had issues fighting over money they owed him I give him all the props and he made the Marvel Universe amazing if you have to be mean to make movies that good I don't care I don't <laughs> fucking I don't care if he showed up with a ruler and beat Scarlett Johansson over the back of the head and said do this better if it got those scenes out of her then that's that's their job if you don't like that then don't it's a, I mean you what do you do if you play in a movie you sign a contract you sign your name you're voluntarily doing yeah. it you don't have to play in the movie don't be in joss's movie if you don't like a little bit of hard directing you know like yeah fuck it off anyway i think i think the world's just gotten so soft that now jobs that require you to be mean are everyone gets ridiculed every right. manager or supervisor or, or you know performance analyst has to deal with people going you can't say that now because everybody gets a uh a, 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 what's the you know uh participation ribbon yeah fuck off with that yeah. anyways you ever see there's an episode of family guy you probably haven't seen because it's one of the newer seasons i think it's season 21 where stewie Figures out that all of his trophies, he's got a trophy case in his room, are all part he pops them all over and they all say participation. <laughs> and he didn't realize because Brian bursts his bubble and goes, You just got that like everyone else. And he goes, What, Brian? No, I earned this. I got this. I won. No, you didn't. Everyone got one. And then he goes upstairs and figures out, he goes, Oh, the deuce, you know? <laughs> and now he's disgusted that he's never won anything, right? Like that's the whole world needs to be in that episode with Stewie and realize that your participation trophies don't mean anything. Yeah. I really think, and I, these actors that are whining about that, I think they're in that list. I think Joss will continue to put out um, good shit if he can get past this bolt. You know, yeah. he's a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, so he he ran the 2010s. I mean, he was a huge. He did he direct Avengers one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Sorry, I just. I'm, he uh, did. He did that one, and uh, as well as uh, Age of Ultron. He didn't do Infinity Wars, right? No, that, that was the Russo brothers. That was Russo's, and they okay. Anyway, sorry, I'm you. You're better with the Marvel memorization of stuff. I'm pretty good with the DC stuff. We're together. We're unstoppable. <laughs> um, 2010s music was pretty fucking shit. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Maybe we're just old, but like since 2010, and how many good things have you heard? 21 Pilots. 
came out 2015 with their Blurry Face record. I'd argue that 21 Pots, although it's a new record I don't care for, is one of the greatest newer bands of all time. I would say anything for bands that formed after 2010 or put their records out after 2010, they're probably one of the best, if not the only one that I find relevant. Yeah. Um, who else? And if I swear to God, if people are out there listening and I got friends that are going to hate me saying this, MGK is a fucking idiot and I'm not going to talk about <laughs> anything he did during the 2010s because none of it was important and none of it mattered. I yeah, don't I, like I him. Don't like MGK. Uh, he, he, people, but he's on that list of probably one of the best you know, artists that's from that generation of 2010 posts. And I disagree with you wholeheartedly if you think that, people. I don't like him, and I want you to play me the song that you think makes him as good as you. Because everyone keeps telling me how good he is. People send me MGK songs all the time. The new shit, old rap shit, all of it. Alex, check this. You'll love it. Alex, check it. Because they know my taste in, like, prog, and they know my taste in pop, yeah. pop punk rock, and they know my taste in hip-hop. They'll be like, you'll love this machine, old Machine Gun Kelly song, this old hip-hop song. And I'll listen to him. I'm like, this is shit. This is the most shittiest thing I've ever fucking heard. Why do you think I would like this. Oh, because you like Mob Deep. That's like Mob Deep. That song kind of, isn't it? No, it's not. You idiot. Anyways, I don't get it. Say it. One thing I'll give MGK credit for, he's a good actor. I like him in everything I've seen him in acting wise. Yeah. He's very good, but fuck him other than that. Okay, so that's the end of that. So 21 Pilots, anybody else you can think of that's put out, that, that's a post-2010 band or artist that is is like, I'm talking well, Metallica well, we, level. We, we mentioned uh, this artist uh, on the last episode, I think. Like, I've, I've think i posted it and we were yeah because i i mentioned aluminum foil but lord i'll give you that lord's one of them t and t swift and lord are the pop princesses that i respect of this generation yeah. i'll give t swift who's my future wife i'm one hit oh my god i just thought i was just to say i'm one hit single away <laughs> from meeting her at like a vma party and chatting her up and i thought you give me five minutes alone in the room to chat up taylor swift i'll make her my wife guarantee it um <laughs> But now I'm realizing that if we just keep busting the shot pod, if you subscribe and like the shot pod with a zero on YouTube and you go on Amazon and you do all this shit and we keep going and we get this going, we get this fucking to the Seth Rogen level of podcasts, I can meet her. We could have her on and I'll wife her up for sure then. <laughs> she won't stand a chance. I'll be chatting her up in the green room before the show and she'll just be like, I need to marry this man. I, oh, yeah. fuck, this is an amazing plan. So please like and subscribe and, 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 and get... The shot pod okay. going so Alex two, can marry Taylor Swift. 2010s music that I don't like, but she loves Florida Georgia uh, Line. Oh, garbage. Like, I just took a <laughs> shit in a bucket and pressed record. <laughs> it's okay. We're uh, we can I guess, have, I we guess can, Miley came into her own then too, right? Uh, okay, Miley. People love Miley. I'm not on the Miley train. I'm not going to say she's not talented. No fucking way oh, am man. I. She's a very Her talented. fucking cover Jolene. I fucking love it. Everybody that loves it, but I'm telling you, yeah. all I do is picture that. Robin Thicke shit. I'm sorry. There's no coming back, boys. You're just a fucking weirdo. And she's and the, and I can't handle her short hair. It looks so fucking Lady weird. Gaga, the Madonna's competitor. <laughs> I now you we've talked about this before. I have mad respect for her because there's footage of her playing bars doing Led Zeppelin covers in like yeah, oh like yeah. ten she's, like three she'll years. Do some crazy fucking before covers. three years before she was big, and she's she's a real musician. She can yeah. play guitar. She's talented. She can play drums and, and bass. Uh, and one thing she that I, piano. One thing I do like about her that uh, that uh, she'll do. She's not hard to look at either. One thing that I do like about her is she'll try to stick out from the crowd. She does her own thing. I'll give her, I, I have nothing but respect for her after the Super Bowl shit too. Like that's balls. That's, you're, she's a superstar. I, I used to think, is she Madonna? Nah, she's not there yet, but that was it. That was my, okay, that's the new Madonna. She took her spot. Katy Perry was, uh, it was basically a race between Katy Perry, her, T-Swift was up there for a bit, but then T-Swift started, you know, well, she, I mean, she, Lady Gaga has a song that sounds almost exactly like a Madonna song. 
It, well, there's so, so many so songs, funny. it's hard to die. I don't know. There's so many songs <laughs> yeah. these days. I, 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 I try not to get too critical with that unless it's like a Coldplay Satriani thing. That was just too... <laughs> hey, that's post-2010. That, that happened after 2010. What a crazy... That was pretty revolutionary. That was a big deal, that lawsuit, because they settled out of court. And that's the last time you heard about that. People don't play... Like, now, when bands put a record out, I swear to God, there's a computer they must run the songs through an out, uh, some computer to check them, make sure that nothing matches. Because you haven't heard anybody get sued about that since, but it, you heard about it a lot between, like... You know, for five oh, years... It's so weird. Like, lawsuits are still happening in the sense that, like... Almost every single fucking sequence of notes has ever been written. There's only 12 notes, right? Yeah. And, that, so the high, and, we've, been, and we've been doing this for almost, a, we're getting on 100 years of music. It was about the 20s or 30s when recorded music and radio became a thing. So we're yeah. hitting 100 years of writing, recording, and music being part of our culture in the West. So yeah, we're running out of notes, songs, and girls to cry about. So then, so then somebody will fucking file a lawsuit, and it's like, oh, this is the same. It's like, nah, it's just kind of the same sequence of but notes. But the Satriani thing, I... I, I I'm sorry, that was the same song. It was. You, you, you heard, right? You know I mean, when it was out, you heard the two of them, the two recordings. They were, the chord progression is not a common, it's not like C-A-B. You know what I mean? Something that we play on. You, you're a musician. You know, like, if I said to you right now, what do you, what, 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 write me a song and you picked up your guitar, you'd probably start on G. Probably, you know, write me something and make it happy. What key would you pick? What would you start with? You'd probably hit a G, right? I'll make it happy, I'll do G major. Like just immediately, like you've got five seconds to pick the a first, key. The first notes that I'd hit, if it was if if I was in standard E, it would be E. If I was, Sorry, yeah, I'm yeah. just describing where you're putting your hands on the guitar. Yeah, I because I like the low, I'd probably go uh, first note, which would be E or G. E would be your E, and then E or yeah. G. Okay, so you know what I mean. This song, the Satriani one, wasn't like one of those EGB type things. It's got a weird progression with like a uh, you know the last chord in the set of four. It's like three chords that you could probably get together, but that fourth one is what sets it off. And then he's got the lead line. Na, 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 na. And then he sings the same vocal line. So you want to tell, like, I I don't believe in coincidence, but I I, I find it, it's, there, we are getting to the point where they're, we're running out of note sequences because of the hundred years, but there is just a point where I'm not going to buy it. If you've got an identical chord progression over an identical lead line, that is not a coin. I'm sorry. That you, there's no universe where that's going to happen. We're talking about trillions with a T, not a fucking B, a T. Trillions of combinations. There's no way that that's, yeah. that's why I didn't like the Coldplay thing. But there's a lot of them that are stupid. You listen to the two songs, you're like, what? <laughs> I hear that a lot. Most of them, is, I say what? The Satriani one I, men I mentioned, Satriani Coldplay, because it's unique in the fact that it was a blatant ripoff to yeah. me. To me, I, I feel like Chris did it just to see what he could get away with. I, oh, who, know, who, who gives a fuck about this guy? I swear Chris's kid was listening to it in the car, and he's like, I'm going to fucking take that. I, I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah. Bill rich, 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 rich motherfucker tour in the world. He probably, and he's written. I love, I like Chris. I like some old Coldplay. I like clocks. I like spider webs. I like some of their shit. You know, why, why do it? Anyways. After that, I had never listened to Coldplay today. After that, I can suck a dick. And I really liked X and Y, so fuck you, Chris. So, I mean, uh, another artist, uh, Billie Eilish. I'm not on the Billie Eilish train. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so much on the Billie Eilish train. but It's original and it's cool, but it's it, a fad. She'll be gone in a year. It's definitely, well, no, it's been a few years. Actually, I know, but I'm saying by this time next yeah. year, she'll put out another record and it'll she, bomb. But the fact that she even now did uh, a James Bond 
That's a big theme. deal. That's that, a big deal. Yeah, that kind of sets. No, her she's going to turn into Lord because Lord's disappeared too and hasn't put anything good out in like three years. But she had like two really good. She's records. still doing. Uh, she's doing smaller shows. Yeah, like, but it's nothing no. big. Main. She was opening for Taylor at one point, I yeah. think. So, anyways, um, yeah, I'm not on the Billie Eilish train. I'm not going to say she's bad. I'm just going to say a brother and sister that made a record in their bedroom, you know, that blows up. It's a cool story, but it's not how you develop artists. And you develop artists by putting out a record and developing them. Yeah. She's not developed. She made the record in her, you know, in, in their fucking bedroom. And then they sold it to the company basically as is because he's such a good producer and just had knew the chops yeah. and it got released and it blew her up. There was no development. It was immediate. And those artists don't last. That bottom line is Lord was developed. That's yeah. why I'm surprised she faded the way she did, but she's still out there. Lord had an EP. Lord was signed before Lord had been doing records. since so she was nine years old by the time she put out, that record. So she'd been developed. There's no development with, with Billy. That's why I don't like her. Um, but she's good. She's a, she's cute. She's funny. I like her performances. I like her style. I have nothing bad to say about her. She's an yeah. interesting person, but I just can't see her lasting. I think it's a fad. Uh, it's unique. Yeah, yeah. What about Drake? What do you think about Drake? <laughs> 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 okay, <I'm leaving. laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing so hard is just because like, it's a well-known fact amongst my friends how much I hate. I don't, uh, like, I don't like Aubrey. Uh, I can we stop calling him Drake? Can we call him Aubrey? Because I don't feel like he, does, he even deserves enough respect to use his rap name. We're going to call him Little Aubrey. So fuck you, Little Aubrey. You're a horrible artist, okay? And the one <laughs> reason I don't like you is for this, okay? It's not like you've done me anything wrong personally. It's just that you embody Toronto. When the world thinks of Toronto, they think of, of Little Aubrey now because he constantly talks about the six, as he likes to call it. Yeah. It's the T-dot, you dumb fuck, number one. If you're going <laughs> to nickname my city, do it right, you idiot. Number two... We don't like him. Everybody. The reason I didn't like my initial hate of him was to start it at the bottom thing. Number one, oh, he, yeah. he's he looks like a moron and he sounds like a moron in the video. That's probably why I hate him too. Is to start it from the bottom because he didn't start from the bottom. And that's the other thing is the irony behind the fact that he's a rich kid from Forest Hill who's par you know never wanted for anything. Silver spoon up the ass. He thinks because he worked at Shoppers Drug Mart when he was sixteen years old that he had it rough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. He his life story is so fucking cushy. It's mind blowing. And, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't hate him because he had a good life. No. By no means. But bitching about it. Do not talk about starting at a somewhere you did it. And this is what blows this is what blows my mind is that the world didn't notice. That's the remember we're talking about news company or sorry, news stations putting out um uh an article and then uh, a month later yeah. saying redacting it, but yeah. it doesn't count. Now nobody cares. I feel like it was like that. Like people saw the, the, the video and the song and they're like, yeah, I like that idea of I started at the bottom and I worked my way up. I love that. I feel like that. They yeah. just took that. They saw the video. They went, I like Bentley's. Yeah. You know, it was, there's the news article. And then like, then when you do your research and you find out he, he's nothing, none of it's real. It's all a big fucking show. And he's actually a moron. You know what I mean? And who's, who's been on, I've been on, was, how old was he when he was on Degrassi? He was like 14 or 15 and he's making like thousands of dollars a year at the age. Most of us were like applying for our first job. I had a paper route while this guy was raking in, you know, fucking five, six digits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Per episode. What the, he started at the what? Anyway. So when, <laughs> if you actually do your research, then, you, but it doesn't matter because the song's already out and you already like the song. You're already hooked on. <laughs> okay. So, so, so here's, here's somebody else now when i first heard this person i thought it was a joke so this person uh 
Cardi B. When I first heard Cardi B start rapping, I okay. thought it was, I thought uh, it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. And then and then actually what actually ended up pissing me off a huge deal. We're going to disagree here. <laughs> I'm actually like a few Cardi B songs. I hate to fucking That's say horrible. it. I, we can, you you can, should hate to say you it. You can punch me later. I'll okay, take one I right will, to the I face. Will. I'm sorry. The uh, but uh, the black girl I was dating played me a couple songs. And I was like, "That's a good song." Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, Mark. Her, her, can you do me a favor? Fuck to a Cardi B song just once, and then tell me how much whether you hate I, her. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. You I'd couldn't be, keep it hard. Be, no, I well, I couldn't keep it hard. I'd be laughing too much. Like her <laughs> rapping, it sounds like it's a Mad TV skit. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, it's, I'm not going to say she's good. I'm just, I'm just yeah. but it, but it caught me. What pissed me off with with her in the fucking mainstream news is like, okay, Bill Cosby fucking doped up some chicks, fucking sexually assaulted them, and then he was arrested. Cardi B openly admitted to going on dates with people, drugging the men and robbing yes. them just to get by, and that was okay. I'm going to be honest. I think that's dope. <laughs> Sorry, and you know what I'm. We haven't talked about Johnny Depp and Amber yet, and I, this this connects a little bit to that in, in a bit. That's more modern, though. Yeah, yeah but we'll hit that next time. Yeah. The Johnny Depp and Amber talk is next episode. That's incentive for all y'all listening right now to come back next week because yeah. we're going to do that. We, it was kind of on the list today a bit, but we wanted to keep it more 2010 related. So um, I am on the side of men have it rough with this we can kind of get treated pretty shitty and we're just supposed to take it I, I am on that bandwagon of you know men need to be accepted we're, we, we need to be allowed to cry and be emotional and all that shit like it, this whole toxic masculinity shit's just got to go you know it's 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 over it, it had a good run it's it's a done deal you know um I am on that boat. And you and I, you know, we talk about the guy side, you know, the whole guy side thing. We've had relationship talks. We've talked lots and lots and lots about, about this, this topic. But in this instance, I think that's badass as fuck that this girl's like, I need money. I'm going to go stud. Like, you know, the guys she was doing this to aren't quality people, Mark. You know, there wasn't like, they were the guys looking for a hooker. Basically. I fuck, fuck that guy drug. He's got a wife and kids at home. He's picking up Cardi B drug that motherfucker. She should have cut their dicks off after she drugged them for like, uh, like serial killers take, uh, take, you know, a piece of the ear or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? With a trophy. They should, I think she should drug them, take their money, and cut off the head of their dick when she left. Why not? No, no, no. You're <laughs> That'll fucking, teach you. You're basically glorifying a fucking Eileen Warnos fucking out in the mainstream. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. No, I'm not. I'm kidding when I say that. Like like I say, um, I am on the, the side of men need to have it a little easier, I think, when it comes to the fact that we're just, the society's so hard on us to just shut the fuck up and move on. We're not, we're not allowed to cry or show emotion. You look at Will look at Johnny a lot of these men show emotion and get hung out to dry remember how bad Will got regardless of the slap we're not let's pretend the slap didn't happen for two seconds but Will got hung out over that red table shit you know a lot you know because he showed a human side to it I mean like so, so I'm not gonna lie as a man I thought less of him after he cried like I I, I I didn't want to I was glad he did it but like my overall opinion of him changed over it, and I thought, man, maybe people don't want to watch a dude cry. You know, like, no, but like, I don't know. It's a, it's a sensitive. It's, it's turned into memes, and and that's so bad. Like, that's what I don't like. Somebody's sadness, like, and it's real sadness. His wife cheated on him. Like, he's his, wi his wife cheated on him. Admitted it on, at the red table fucking podcast, and he and so he. Fucking starts crying. That becomes a meme. Yeah. Fucking uh, Tyrese, Tyrese Gibson came out and he was... The daughter. Hadn't seen his daughter. Hadn't seen his daughter and he was bawling and that became a meme. It's like, what the fuck? I know. And you know, like I said, it's, it's weird because I... One thing I think I'm very good at 
I like to put to my own horn with this is stepping outside of stuff. You know what I mean? To look at it from everybody's perspective. I do it with a lot of stuff. And so like in this instance, like, yeah, like I am on that boat of, um, by the way, my roommates, when they were watching videos of us, were like, yo, has Mark done a bunch of jail time? I was like, no. They're like, his tattoos are badass, bro. It's, he must have done time. I was like, he's not, if you if you knew Mark, you would know he didn't do time. But anyways, it was pretty funny. So yeah, people like your tats. Um, yeah. But what was I talking about? So I just saw the spider web tattoo, and I remember my buddy, my roommate, going, "Fuck night's tats, bro. He's got doing time, didn't he?" Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Um, I am on the boat of we need to, you know, be easier on dudes with that stuff. But I can't deny that when I saw the Will thing, and when I saw the Tyrese thing, that I do regardless. Like, and this is this is um a non voluntary thing. My opinion, my thought, feeling of that person does change a little bit when you see that soft side of them. They don't, you know, I'd have a hard time taking Will say, welcome to Earth, <laughs> as fucking serious in the next movie after seeing him cry like a little bitch at that table. I'm sorry, I would. I would just a little different. It, it does change it a bit. It shouldn't. Maybe I am experiencing that conditioning as a society. That's, that's the conditioning. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. So that's what needs to change. The way it hit me needs to change, I yeah. guess. So yeah, this is... Every, and we all need to do this Everybody's able to have an, an aggressive side and an emotional side. Like, everybody can Well, I cry every day. I'm a bi... I'm bi I cry every <laughs> day of my life. I have a tear, at least, for something stupid. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, so I'm not shitting on crying. I'm saying I hide it. I don't cry around people for because it's just... People think less of you. I don't want them to, but they do. Yeah, a well, big I mean, I mean, I've I've actually come out to to speak to some personal experiences, uh, the the same of more or less the same thing, and uh, I mean, it just got it led to me being more alone, and uh, and so now I just, I mean, I'm better off alone more more. Yeah, or less. Uh, that's a hard. That's I know. I feel. That's a that's a shitty thing to say. I'm, like, I am better off. Like I can I can watch I can watch something and because uh, I've lost my my dad. Yeah, I can watch anything and get emotional over it. And then Tamara over there, she'll be like, "Are you gonna cry? You're crying, right? You're gonna cry? <laughs> it's like fuck you, off, man. you bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what, well, does she cry at movies and shit? Uh. I think there was like one or two things really? that might have gone. She doesn't in. cry. Like girls no. tend to cry in movies quite often. No. No, really? Cry. You can watch Love Actually and not cry? I cry at Dustback. Okay. Shit's Creek. And like Okay. Okay. New girl. Oh, new girl. Oh, that one got me a couple times. I fucking I love the uh the guy who oh, fuck, I haven't watched it in a while now. The characters' names are Nick Miller. farting. Um this is a guy with the big nose, the good looking Jewish guy with the big nose. <laughs> Schmidt, okay? He was in a movie. I saw him in another movie the other day. I love him. The guy who plays Schmidt, he's a cool dude. I hope that act out. I don't know What's his name. name. Max Green? Ma yeah. Max Green. Yeah, yeah. I hope he keeps going. I hope things go well for him. He's yeah. cool. I hope he keeps doing movies to see more of him. I just, he's I just funny love as shit. I love his temper tra tantrums. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I just love like, it. You don't even know what he's saying. I love everything about him. I love it when he's got that cocky. I like it when he's temper tantruming. He's got the fucking douche jar. Anything he says. I love it. I love it when he says something cool. When he thinks he's cool. You know, like, I just I just love him. I just That's think he's the great. 2010s. Oh, yeah. That new, new girl is so 2010, boys. Yeah. I've seen all six seasons. I love it. Uh, Parks and Rec and The Office are all, that's all, The Office 2000. Yeah, yeah, the Office was the late 2000s into the 2000s. So it's like 08 was the first season, right? 
How do I do? I'll have to look. Wow. Office knowledge that Mark doesn't know. We have <laughs> fucking completed. I've never hit this. I mean, whenever we talk about The Office, which is Mark's like equivalent to my Star, Star Wars obsession. So we were on season six by the time the 2010s came around. Season yeah. five, six. And which means they still had four or five. So they went into 2014 or 15, I guess, before they finished it up. So yeah. And then it came to Netflix. And for the next, for 15, 16, and 17, it's still like, it's even though it wasn't on, it's still relevant. It's still a relevant part of the world. People were who hadn't experienced it during the 10 years it was there, on there are certain perks of being where we are so like in the u.s how it was taken off of netflix it's now on peacock but now that it's on peacock you get the super fan episodes so all the, like these deleted scenes were put back into <gasps> oh. the episodes making them longer i've seen I've, a few of them online like I really, show up yeah. there's been a few it's like this was deleted and I, some really good dwight jim scenes oh, yeah. what were they thinking time it's all time it's all yeah. time 22 minutes right you gotta fucking make it happen yeah. that's another thing i love about the world post cable tv I love that I, I watch Netflix shows and, and it's like five episodes and one of them is 26 minutes and then 28 and then 12, which means they're not conforming. They're writing for the story and the characters. They're not worried about times, commercials, none of that. They're writing for the show. I love uh, that. See, okay, so we're going to talk about this now. So Netflix. Um, oh, I, I know what you're, well, they're, well, well okay, there, there's a few things here. So Netflix is now coming out with cheaper tiers because they keep raising their prices, but their cheaper tiers are going to have advertisements. So they're bringing in some it's, ads. It's become cable. What's the point? The reason <laughs> we came to you, Netflix, was because we didn't want cable. So if you're going to turn into cable, you're not. I'm telling you, you're going to become blockbuster fucking fast. Yeah. You can make all the blockbuster specials you want laughing about how they missed out on the opportunity to buy you, but nobody's going to buy you if you do this. I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to go well. But... Uh, they keep raising their prices, and so they just lost over two two hundred thousand subscribers, and their stocks dropped thirty percent. That's so not looking good. So they've canceled a bunch of animated projects that they had coming out. Oh, not Sonic Prime. I don't know. Oh <laughs> shit! Hey Google, has Sonic Prime been canceled? It probably doesn't know. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't. Sonic Prime is not getting canceled. First One. result. First <laughs> okay. result, okay? New Sonic show confirmed. <coughs> oh, no, no. There's some people saying there is, but that's from October. I'm going to yeah, go. No, I don't think it'd get canceled because the movie's still. That's what I'm, if they're going to, if they're going to save one thing, it'll be that. Now, here's what I wonder, though. I wonder if Paramount canceled it. Because the, the movie's doing so well and they want to build the universe around that. Because they're going to have, Knuckles is going to have his own show on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. So maybe, when they signed the deal with Netflix to do a Sonic show, the movie was in early, the first movie was in early development. So they didn't know it was going to blow up the way it has. Oh, we've, we're almost, fuck, this is how awesome the shows are getting. We're almost at two hours and we have things to talk about and, and we're, we're out of time. Yeah. I was going to say, did you hear about Sonic Origins? They oh, yeah. finally got Michael Jackson's music, and now they're going to put it all out, and it's going to have... Did you, I don't know if you saw the, the thing, but you're going to be able to play as Knuckles yep. in Sonic 1, which mm -hmm. has never been done in ever, which is so cool. I remember putting the Sonic 1 cartridge in, trying, and then it, you just do the special stages. It wouldn't do it. It was incompatible. Yeah. It was so funny. So that is huge for me, and it's only 50 bucks for all four games with extra soundtracks. It's got, there's another thing. The biggest part of it, there's animated skits of the levels. Yeah. There's one of Knuckles and Sonic fighting in the Hidden Palace Zone and it's got yeah. the, the All paint. new animation. New animation yeah. made by the guys who did the Mania animation, which was fa uh, I, I, 
Is it weird that I masturbate to animated stuff? No, I'm kidding. It, I don't. It's I don't. Really I don't. Weird. I don't. I'm really kidding. Weird. I'm just saying it gets me really excited. How He's good. probably kidding about kidding. It's I'm kidding. <laughs> things just got. I love it. Uncomfortable. No, here. no, I do. I, the, the animation for Sonic Mania was really good. It was. It made me feel like I was a little kid again. You know, it, it really took you back. And I, if it's the same crew, same same team that did that that did it. So I'm so Sonic Origins is going to be awesome, and Frontiers is going to have a big trailer soon. Apparently, it's coming out next year. They're going to drop a trailer in the next couple months. Yeah. So Sonic World, being a Sonic fan right now, we are eating. It is time to get fed because we had, I would say 2010. No, yeah, 2010 to till the movie came out. Sonic was kind of, no one cared. Like it kind of died. The comic yeah. almost got canceled and it got bad. The comic. Well, Mania was still something. Maybe 18 though, 2018. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're okay. It, it didn't get really bad, but... <laughs> Honestly, Mania, Mania didn't sell that much. Honestly, no. it didn't sell that much, but the movie boosted sales for everything very, very a lot. Like, they had a huge boost in game sales after the movie blew up. The first one in yeah. February 2020. So, they had a, a Sonic, uh, what's the, the uh, Forces and Mania saw a huge boost in sales after the movie, but they sold okay at best before that. Like, yeah. Not like other titles, like you know, normal. This is the same fans that get all the dumb games. So Sonic kind of fucked off, and it was because they put out Unleashed in 08, which a lot of fans didn't like because it had the werewolves. You know, half the game you play this werewolf that's impossible to control. It's like the worst platforming, and then the other half of the game, which is like not a lot of it, you get to play a real Sonic, yeah. and 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 the levels are so short. The Sonic levels are minutes, and it's like a half hour for each fucking. Um, werewolf level so it was yeah. like it sucked nobody wanted to do it so then they put out generations in 11 and nobody cared of that it didn't sell that well even though it was one of the best games they ever made the, so like playing generations now which uh, is one of the best games they ever made i love the fact that i'm able to play like the very first level in, in like the still 2d but it's it looks 3d looks 3d yeah. and, and it's, I, it's beautiful game and I, and I love that but what's driving me you bonkers, haven't even got to planet wisp yet bro it's the most beautiful what's thing driving ever me see. bonkers is before i go on to the next area i have to complete like challenges three challenges on like yeah so many different levels you don't like, like the why challenges can't I, why can't i just move on to the next because there's only uh nine levels in the whole game oh okay that's why and i'm gonna be honest if when you finish them and you finish the story you're gonna go back and you're gonna do all those challenges and because it, 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 there's other cutscenes and there's it's fun it's a fun game honestly the you'll challenges get addicted. Aren't, aren't hard so some of them are gonna there, there's when you get to the later levels and you want to pick like the race one the race Sonic fucking does the level like a programmer, and and, and <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You got to beat him. It's fucking yeah. hard. I've I had one one night. I spent the whole night on City Escape Act two trying to beat the goat the the Sonic like race that my my other yeah. guy couldn't beat him. Probably fifty runs on the one level. One thing one thing in Sonic two the movie that I was kind of disappointed in is I really wanted to see the chemical plant. Uh, it was almost two and a half hours, and ugh, they didn't have room. I mean, I was pretty happy we got Labyrinth. Basically, let's the levels that they covered in the movie were Labyrinth Zone, uh, Sky Sanctuary where you're on the plane, um, Death Egg when he fights the big guy, uh, and Hidden Palace where he fights yeah. Knuckles. Those are the four levels that but they the kind of imitated. But the chemical Plant is such a big it uh, maybe three maybe yeah, they go maybe. to a chemical plant like you got to keep in mind man like they're they don't want to give it all out like they that's why they put Shadow in the cutscene because they want you to know they've still got tricks up their sleeve. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I told you there was going to be Sonic spoilers, <laughs> but yeah, Shadow shows up in the, and like I, I, did I mention this to you? Oh, I think I said it in the car. Um, if they've got Idris Alba doing Knuckles' voice and they did such a good job casting him, how, who's going to do Shadow's voice and how good is he going to be and how yeah. fun will that be? So I think you're going to see, remember- Bobcat Goldthwait. We haven't heard from him in a long time. <laughs> 
I just really want to. Usually, I'm the one making weird noises on the show. It's nice that Mark's getting in on the weird noises. Um, oh shit, I had a thought there, and it just right out the other side of my head about um um not Bobcat Goldthwait. No, about um who they're going to bring into the next movie. Like I was talking about oh, yeah, a- yeah. Amy or who could do Shadow's voice. Uh, Jim Carrey's supposed to retire. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So Jim Carrey's saying he's going to retire. And all this, of course, immediately the Sonic community was like, what? You know, you're our king now. Uh, you're So I think they could do the next movie. Um, well, that's what I like. I think, Shadow. They could, I think they could just make Shadow the bad guy. Because yeah. if, you, if the, so the story ruin it. So the story at the end of the movie, they said it's a program from 50 years ago. Right? They, yeah. I don't know if you heard this. So the story in the in the uh, game, which they're going to use, I think, is that Robotnik's dad, Gerald Robotnik, and um, I can't remember the little girl's name. There's a little girl, and they're they they uh, the little girl is like his kid, and he's a scientist. So they live in this lab on the site, right? And he makes Project Shadow. He creates this thing that's supposed to be able to control chaos. So the the story I think in the in the movie will be that that emerald that's been the, uh, on Earth, you know, was put there to be protected. They found it a piece of it or something like it. You know what I mean? And then they started experimenting and then they made shadow with it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what they're going to do in the movie. I think for story, but in the game, so Gerald Robotic makes him and then, uh, he gets killed. They, uh, they find out what he's doing or whatever. They murder him. And Maria is her name. The little girl's name is Maria and shadow breaks out and murders all of them to protect Maria. Cause they're going to kill Maria too. Yeah. So he, wow. So they, you know, in the scene, they're like, ah, ah, you know, Gerald, you're, you're fuck. What are you doing with this? We're going to get you. And Maria's like, no. And they start popping caps and shadow wakes up, fucks everything up. And then he gets really mad and he can't control his chaos powers. And he just becomes a fucking prick and Sonic has to fight him. So that's just, I think they're going to follow the story pretty damn close. Okay. And so I think, you won't need a lot of gym in the next one because shadow and Sonic are going to, and shadow is the most, he's overpowered in the game. Like he's the most powerful character there is. So I'm interested considering how strong knuckles was to see what they do with him. Cause this guy controls the chaos emeralds with his mind. The chaos emeralds in him have a telekinetic link. So he just waves his hands around and shit starts fucking like worlds will open up. How Sonic can fuck with that. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. I'm really, really interested. Um, nice to see Amy too. Nice to see some other characters. Be a Metal Sonic. Ah, that's what I thought it would be. I thought the cut the the post credit scene would be Metal Sonic. Oh yeah. And but it'd still be nice to see him too. That's another. They could do a whole movie of him fighting the Metal Sonic. I don't think they will though. <laughs> I think they'll just jump into Shadow. I don't think they'll ever bring Metal Sonic into it. I mean, how do you? They've got so many characters. Anyways, so cool. Good time to be a Sonic fan, man. <laughs> really is. It's fucking awesome. So yeah, twenty tens. Yeah, 2010s. He wasn't that relevant during that time, so it's nice to see that he's coming back with that. Mario so, so, was huge in the 2010s. So, well, yeah, but other than that, in in the 2010s, there weren't there weren't there wasn't anything big that stood out. And I say this right now, like maybe just because we're we're older. So like for us, it's it's. There wasn't any real big wars. Like we had nine eleven and all the Iraq and Afghanistan shit. By you know, the, and then we had the housing crash in 08. You know what I mean? So by 2010, it was like we had nothing else, we, you know, nothing, nothing left to lose. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? The military is fucked. You know, the housing crisis fucks. So we're on the economic recovery of like, oh my god, all everybody. Went and, and I gotta say, like anybody that's actually born this late, like when when Parker, who was born in 20, 2014. 14, okay. So when Parker gets older, there might be a couple things where he'd be like, oh yeah, like Sonic would be like that was before 2010s. 
Like, like there's not mm. going to be a lot for him to go, oh, yeah, I remember this. And, like, yeah. nostalgic feelings. It's like, no, this was before. This was also this before. before. This was also this before. Was before. You didn't give a shit about music during this entire time. So, no, it's all before. Like, there's nothing that really stands out. You're not wrong. I think it might be why every time we've tried to hit the 2010s last episode in this I one, mean, we end up... I'm not talking yeah. about them. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there are things to fangirl over, I guess, because like certain people do like Justin Bieber. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. This somebody is what kills that me about that Justin though. Bieber. About Bieber is just that like Canada used to be known for Rush, Brian Adams, Avril Lavigne, Alanis Morissette, the Tragically Hip, you know, and now we're known for Drake Justin and Bieber. Justin Bieber and Simple Plan and what else is our uh, that's it now i guess yeah, like really is there yeah. any big can eat nah not really no. like we suck we are sh- well i mean nickelback our, was big for a nickelback while nickelback is big but they're old now the first yeah. record came out fucking 20 years ago like yeah like yeah. this we suck we 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 are <laughs> this country musically i mean politically it's fucked financially it's fucked the only thing we have left is how beautiful this place is and how hot the girls are because other than that canada's a shithole right now so come for the beautiful women in the fresh water but get the fuck out before the premier starts taxing your asshole to death oh something really cool really really cool tamara shared on facebook messenger the other day portnoy dave portnoy Dave from Barstool Sports, who does the pizza reviews, is coming to Toronto. Woo! That's cool. Oh, is ah. it tomorrow? That's yeah. sucks. But well, like, so many people are like bombarding him. Oh, you got to try this pizza. You got to try that pizza. You got to yeah. try this pizza. I mean, I I haven't tried a whole lot of Toronto Honestly, pizza. Honestly, I've never been impressed by a pizza in Toronto. I, I my I'm a huge pizza guy. Like. I, when I, I went to New York and that was a big part of it. I had two pizzas a day. We stayed in New York for a week and I told the wife, I said, I don't want to hear any bitching. We will go to dinner. We're going, we got our dinner dates, but I'm getting a slice for lunch and a slice for dinner every day from a different place on the island. And I did. And it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. I got to try yeah. so many cool pizzas and I've never had, I would say the best pizza I've had in Toronto wasn't as good as the worst pizza I had in New York. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck he's coming here for. I really don't. But I hope he finds a hidden gem that he tells the world about that makes the amazing pizza and we go check it out. Yeah. Whatever cool. he says. If he's like, yeah, go down to the Danforth and check out Johnny's Pizza, it'll blow your mind. I'll I'll do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love that, especially considering, you know, I'm um, this whole local business. Like, I feel like in this new age, in this post-COVID world, you know, local business needs to be it. Like, local grocery stores like, uh, uh, what's her name? What's the name of the small grocery store in the South then? Doc, uh, Carol's Caroline's Caroline's grocery. It's called okay. free advertisement for you. Caroline's grocery right here on the fucking shot pot. Not even, you don't even have to pay us for it, but yeah, go, go fucking. They, they're like a almost perfect style place, but oh, yeah. they have milk and eggs and all that too. Yeah. They got two locations. They're dope. Uh, Harley G's moved to the, where the corral is in Oshawa. Eh? They got yeah. their short, they're, they're open now. They've just reopened the full stock of stuff. Lots more space. They're giving away crap for Easter there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like small business, bro. Don't, quit going to Walmart. Don't go to Costco. They're building a new Costco up in North Oshawa, at Winchester and, and Simcoe. Don't go to it. Don't go to it. I, I'm sorry. If We got to stop. You know what I mean? And if you've got a family, you got to go to Costco. I get it. But if you could, like, if you're coming home from work and you, it's Pizza Pizza or the independent place, please go to the independent place. If you're coming, if you're, you know, when I want to go to the convenience, when I want to get a pot. heard of Food for Less? Yes, Food for Less. Yeah, food yeah. Food for Less is good. Too. Yeah, Food for Less is another good one. Um, I also try to go to Mr. Sub because it's Canadian, and I, you know what I mean, as opposed to Subway, just because it's American. You know, it's just little things. These little choices can really help this fucking country get back on its feet and help small business people like me and everybody else fucking maybe pay for their rent. 
That'd be nice. So yeah, you know, the same way people are getting more into supporting local bands and local this and local that because of, you know what I mean? How many musicians are out there going, it's been a rough two years. My show's on Friday. Please come. You know what I mean? And you will now because it's been two years since you could. So I do. let's push that support to the small businesses so too. Before, before we wrap up here, uh, I, I do want to mention one band that uh, came out in the 2010s uh, would be Falling in Reverse. Ah, that's true. Falling in Reverse is a great band. I wish they were bigger. Like I feel like they're one of the the better heavy bands, Ronnie and the Boys. Especially they like, don't sell as much as they it, should. And it's so funny because to have Ronnie Radke come from Escape the Fate, I'd never heard of Escape the Fate until I heard of Falling in Reverse, and then I heard Ronnie's story, and then I was like, oh, let's check out some Escape the Fate. And then, and how, then can, I, you, can I, I ask how? How did like who brought you into that world, or was it just you online? It, it was me online. Lucky and you, man. My sister had to introduce me to them. I felt like an idiot. So uh, I've always been, uh, a, I love Fearless Records, how they put out all these compilation CDs, Punk Goes 90s, Punk Goes 80s, Punk Goes Pop, Punk Goes, and they do all these covers. And that's how I heard Falling Reverse because they covered Gangster's Paradise awesome. in the Punk Goes 90s. Yeah. So when I first heard that, I was like, okay, okay, it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of technical. There's there's some screaming. There's singing. Uh, okay, let, let's check them out. And then once I we started covered hearing, that, there's video of us covering that you and me down yeah. here one time. And then and then once I heard um, Popular Monster, I was like, yeah, done, done. yeah. Done. So I already knew. Actually, it's funny that it took you that long. I was uh, my sister played me a hip hop song of his, and I was like, this guy's hilarious. The one where he's like talking about fucking bitches, and then his girlfriend yells like something. He's like, oh, sorry, honey, it's just rap. I'm not serious. <laughs> I am serious. I'm gonna fuck that bitch. Like, great, goes yeah. right back into the song. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I was like, this guy's got some some style. He's got yeah. something there. And yeah, I knew the story already. That's the one that won me over. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm gonna follow, I'm gonna follow this guy. This guy's got interesting. An interesting take on music. He likes to do weird shit. Like you and I are big fans of hybrid bands or prog. Yeah. Pro, uh, this is the thing why I like prog. I think that Twenty One Pilots is a very progressive band. It's very proggy, and oh. people people would say why? It's because it's got so many different styles. We were talk about our last night. Did you hear their cover of uh, Stressed Out? No, the, I, I heard their A B C D E F U yeah, cover, but, you but didn't I have hear not. Their stressed Out. That's happening. <laughs> I've never. I mean, is it heavy? It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, oh, of course. It's got to be. Yeah. Is, is it seven, is seven string heavy stressed out, bro? I didn't hear Because I've thought of it a hundred times. I cover that song. I have it in my pedal program. So I had to program all the parts in yeah. my pedal. So I know the song, like every key change. I had to learn all those piano parts in the second verse. Fuck, I'm bad at piano. And they're hard. They're augmented. And that yeah. sometimes a certain smell will take me back to when I was young. How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from? That whole part is fucking impossible on piano. It's, it's very complicated. It's got, yeah. The whole key changes. And then it goes back to the D minor riff when he goes, it would remind us of when nothing really matters out of student homes, the treehouse homes, we all would take the ladder. He's back in the other key. It's very cool. So I had to take a while to figure that out. No tabs did it right. Yeah. And, I'm, and I thought a thousand times, could you do a metal version of this? And I, I, I thought, no. I said, I don't know how you would do it. I don't know how you do it. So I'm really interested to see because <laughs> it's just not a metal-y song. Some songs just lend themselves to it. Spice Girls, for some reason. Have, guys, guys do heavy versions of Spice Girls songs. Works great every time. Britney <laughs> Spears. Heavy version of Britney Spears. Works great. I guess it's the key. A lot of E. Yeah. A lot of E, right? So it, that's what makes it work. But yeah. Um, and I love the Taylor Swift, I Prevail. You know, yeah. that was what got... I think that's the first song that got me into Pop Garbage Done Heavy. <laughs> I, that'd be a good compilation album. Pop Garbage Done Heavy. That'd be, it'd be a great name. We should do this. Yeah. Don't, I'm gonna, don't steal my ideas, guys. <laughs> All right, you ready to... Are we ready to call this a motherfucking day? We've been at this for over two hours, guys. Next week, we're going to do the Amber Heard Johnny Depp talk for sure. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll touch on that. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I am Mark. I'm Alex. 
This is the Shot Pod. Amazon Let- Music. Google. iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts. And anywhere else. Don't forget the zero in Shot Pods. Check us out on YouTube. YouTube, 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 YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. YouTube. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, boys. We appreciate you guys.